This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. From Energy Field inside of Yellow Jacket Stadium, it is time for week number four of the high school football season around the state of Ohio, and we've got a beautiful night for football tonight. Not going to be too hot, and as we started talking, the sun is coming out as we speak, so it has turned in to quite a beautiful night after what was pretty much a dreary day all day long. But hey, good timing for us and a great night for football as the Lexington Minutemen coming off their first win of the season will come in here to Yellow Jackets Stadium and try to get a win tonight over the Mount Vernon Yellow Jackets. Hi everybody, Corey Durbin, Nick, uh, Derek Lazier with you this week. I almost said Nick Lazier, but we've got Pops in the house tonight. Derek is with me tonight. And... Uh, this could be our final trip to Mount Vernon for a football game. If not forever, it will certainly be a little while until we're back here again. As After this season, Mount Vernon is moving to the Licking County League uh, and leaving the OCC. So our last trip potentially for quite a while down here. One of my favorite places to call a game and watch a game and Lexington over the years has had some success here. They won here two years ago, and then last year in this matchup up at Lexington, the Minutemen were able to win easily 30-7, to and that kind of catapulted them to a little bit of a winning streak last year. Well, last week, the Minutemen got a huge win at home, 28-27 over Clear Fork, and now that sets them up tonight to get what would be a massive win to get them to 500 going into Worcester next week, which has not happened for the Minutemen in a couple of years. So it would be very nice to go into Worcester with a 500 record next week. But they've got to beat Mount Vernon tonight to do that. The Yellow Jackets come in at 1-2. and two. They won in week one over Marion Harding by a final score of 45-20. to 20. And the Yellow Jackets, they put up some points in that game. They've been putting up some points this year. But they did lose uh, a couple of weeks ago to Newark in a high-scoring shootout. And then last week they lost to Delaware Hayes, which is – kind of become a tradition for Mount Vernon. Always to play Hayes in week three. They've been doing that every year uh, the last few years, and it has not gone well. Anytime you got to play a team out of Columbus, uh, usually the smaller schools up here just are not going to do well. And unfortunately for Mount Vernon, they got walloped last week, and they come in tonight limping a little bit. Uh, but as we mentioned, the Minutemen coming off of a huge win. They finally broke that streak against Clear Fork. They hadn't beaten them in almost eight years, and they got that off their back, and now it's time to look forward to tonight. And I'm not sure exactly what's going on tonight, but there are just kids everywhere here at Mount Vernon tonight. Seems like it's going to be a really big crowd. The crowd is filling in nicely, and, of course, they've got uh, what is known as the hive down here, the student section, which is a a state award-winning student section year in and year out. They always play a factor down here at Mount Vernon, and it makes it a really fun place to play in a away game in both football and basketball. So they are filling in quite nicely down here to our left, and we are up above on top of the home press box here, up in the second level, and a beautiful view for us, and we could not be more excited to bring you week four of high school football action. So when we come back, we'll talk to Derek. And we'll get his thoughts on tonight's matchup. We'll get you uniforms brought to you by BP Electric. And we'll set you up for tonight's matchup. It is the 1-2 Mount Vernon Yellow Jackets hosting 
the one and two Lexington Minutemen. And I should point out, too, this is week number one of conference play for the 2023 season. So we will see who uh, gets started off on the right foot to the conference schedule tonight as we uh, near the middle of the season already. It is hard to believe time is flying this fast. But uh, week number four already coming up from Energy Field inside of Yellow Jacket Stadium here on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Aiden Nickel, and you're listening to Minutemen Football on fearthevillage.com. Back inside Yellow Jacket Stadium, they call it Energy Field, and the Mount Vernon Marching Band has just taken the field. And one of the cooler things here at Mount Vernon is they sort of have the player tunnel underneath the stadium. So the, the players get to kind of run out here near the 50-yard line. And all these younger kids they have here tonight are lined up, sort of making a tunnel for the Mount Vernon players. So this will be kind of a cool entrance for them to have here at home. And, of course, we're still waiting on the Minutemen who have to walk from about five miles away. <laughs> But as we head into tonight, both teams one and two, Mount Vernon, Lexington. Derek Lazier with me tonight. He got to call the Shelby game with me. Uh, but even when he's not up here in the press box for the home games, he's down on the sideline working as a part of the chain gang. So Derek's seen everything this year. Derek, what do the Minutemen have to do tonight to get a win? Well, tonight I think they got to do a little bit what the formula was last week, run the ball, keep them honest on the ground, and then take some deep shots. But what I really like what Lexington did is they looked to get seven involved early and often, little intermediate, you know, crossing patterns. They ran a couple jet suites with them. Mm -hmm. We see his speed. So I think you got to get your, your ball to your, you know, to your playmakers. Of course, Fogel's out there, made some great catches. But I like that the play calling is a little bit different because a couple weeks prior they were just 
Joe would just go back there, throw the ball up in the air, and hope one of the receivers would come down with it. So I really like the offensive play calling last week. Little intermediate passes, running the ball. you got to keep the offense on the field because, I mean, Mount Vernon's got Johnny Askew, who's a senior. We've seen him for four years. He's a tough running back, low center of gravity, big kid. I mean, they got him listed at 5'10", 200. I mean, he's a bowling ball, mm-hmm. and he plays defense too. Yep. Yep. So I think you got to keep the ball out of their hands, kind of grind. They do have a sophomore quarterback, six foot, 174 pounds, Mason Richards. So I think they just got to take, you know, Lexington's got to keep him on the ground and do some play action to kind of set up the deep ball. So I think Lex, Lex wins, I think, 28-17, 21-17 that range. Well, I hope you're right, Derek. As uh, Coach Hammy just texted me, said he's not going to make it tonight. Call Ooh. a good one. Coach, we will certainly do that Absolutely. for you. And uh, sorry you couldn't be here tonight, but I think we've got a good one in store for us. As the marching band is marching their way down the field, Color Guard bringing the flag out, and we are close to the national anthem, and uh, that means we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get you the rundown of what's going on around the conference tonight, and we'll get you set up for tonight's game here at Mount Vernon between the Yellow Jackets and the Minutemen on fearthevillage.com. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors, working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. When the struggle is real and you're trying to avoid that 2.30 feeling, how does a nice bubble tea or hot coffee sound? At Ah Tea's mobile concession stand, they offer a nice variety of over 15 flavors of tea and coffee. Ah Tea's travels all over North Central and Central Ohio during fair season. Whether it's a graduation, birthday party, farmer's market, or street fair, Ah Tea's is your answer for any specialty event. Call co-owner Chef Linda Golden at 740-244-2249. That's A-T-E-E-S, A-A-H-T-E-E-S, at 740-244-2249. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. 
Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader. RFME. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OA. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Just a couple of minutes away from kickoff tonight here at Yellow Jacket Stadium. Corey Durbin, Derek Lazier with you. And it is just about time for week number four of high school football season. And week four in the OCC means it's week one of conference play. And we've got some good ones for you tonight around the OCC. And it's going to be interesting, actually, as we come out of tonight to see where everyone stands because I think we're going to learn a lot about a couple of teams tonight uh, in the OCC. As uh, one of the bigger games of the night, West Holmes comes to Arlen Field to take on Mansfield Senior. That is going to be a huge matchup in the conference. And maybe by the end of the year, that game, whatever happens tonight, could decide what happens at the top of the OCC later on in the year. Uh, Of course, we've got here Lexington, Mount Vernon. Then you go to Worcester, and Madison is going to take that trip tonight to take on the Generals. And then Ashland and New Philly out at Quaker Stadium. I think that's going to be a very good game as well. So we've got a lot of good games for you tonight around the OCC. And uh, things will start to take shape tonight. Of course, Worcester and New Philly already played uh, last week. So two teams in the conference started conference play last week because they both have one more non-conference game slipped in there at the end of their schedules. So uh, two of those teams got a head start last week on OCC play. But tonight is the first week of uh, all OCC matchups across the board. And, of course, we'll keep you updated around the MOAC and the KMAC and the Firelands and all the conferences around our area as the night goes on. As Mount Vernon just took the field, Lexington took the field a moment ago. They're standing across the field from us on the far sideline. Uh, uniforms tonight brought to you by BP Electric. Check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. Minutemen going with a slick look tonight. An alternate uniform that they really don't ever wear that much, but they're going to go with white helmets. They've got the purple and gold stripes and the Minuteman logo on the right side, the player numbers on the left side. They've got the white jerseys tonight with purple letters and numbers, a little bit of gold trim. They've got the gold pants tonight with the purple stripe down the side. So white jerseys and yellow gold pants for the Minutemen tonight. Mount Vernon going with the all-black home unis. We've got the orange helmets with the Mount Vernon, the newer logo on either side that with the M. That kind of has like a stinger coming out of the bottom of the M. 
for the, uh, obviously, they're the Yellow Jackets. So they've got that new M logo on either side of the orange helmets. And then they've got the black jerseys, black pants, white letters and numbers, and a little bit of orange trim. So it's the white on gold for Lex versus the all black from Mount Vernon. And uh, you got to love the color combos tonight. I'm always a big fan of the home all black uniforms. And they certainly look sharp here at Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon will kick off tonight to start things. The Minutemen will send Seven Allen and Braden Fogle back to return. So we'll have to keep an eye out tonight for them back there. As the Minutemen not going to get Dontrell Hughes back this week and Carter Newman not dressed tonight either. So a couple big blows for the Minutemen tonight. And the Yellow Jackets, they'll get it up on the tee. And doing kicking duties for them tonight, Gabe Montoya, the six-foot junior. He'll kick it from right to left as we see it. And he's got it up on the tee, gets the whistle. And he runs up and boots it. And we are underway at Yellow Jacket Stadium as this ball's going to be touched and it's going to roll out of bounds. Seven Allen didn't catch it, and it rolled out at the five-yard line. It kind of went through his hands. Corey Durbin, Derek Lazier with you, and the Minutemen going to start their first drive tonight at their own five-yard line. Not exactly where they wanted to start, I'm sure. And I'm surprised the Yellow Jackets kicked it deep to the Minutemen, to be honest with you. Everybody this year has been squibbing it, and the, the few times the Minutemen have received a kickoff, they've been able to do some damage with it. Uh, but Seven Allen not able to get a hold of that one. So the Minutemen going to start at their own five-yard line. Big crowd here at Mount Vernon. Three wide receivers to the right. Caudell in the pistol. He's got Martin behind him on first down. He's going to keep it. Caudell off the left side. He's got some room across the 10 to the 15. He's got the first down to the 20. And he's still driving out across the 25. And he's going to get out at the 26-yard line. That'll get him out of trouble a little bit. Absolutely. A gain of 21 there on first down for Joey Caudell. I was watching him in warm-ups. He's a bigger kid than you think. Like, I was up close and personal. Joe's a big, solid kid, so yep. he's got some good wheels, he's too, for a big kid. grown a little bit since last year, too. Of course, freshman last year, sophomore this year. That's when a lot of kids do hit that growth spurt. First and 10, Minuteman all the way out. They marked him at the 27. Three wide receivers right, and they're going to give this time, though, and it's going to be out of the backfield. Markel Martin across the 30, a good gain there on first down, out to the 33. I'll mark him at the 34. That opens up the playbook for second and short. You could take a shot here, or you can run just to get the first down. So good pickup on first down there for the Minutemen. And they'll give him six. So second and four. Minutemen out at their own 34. They were just on their own five-yard line two plays ago. One wide receiver left, two to the right. Caudell, though, he's going to keep it again. Off the left side, he's got room, and he's got blockers across the 40. And a first down minute, man, out to the 42. That's two design runs for Joe. No hesitation there, pulling the ball down and running. So Miniman probably saw something on film, especially on that left side. They've been tacking that already this drive. And they're actually going to give him nine. So they've been pretty favorable with these spots so far on the first drive. 
Out to the 43-yard line, a first down. They'll send three wide receivers off to the right. And now they'll motion seven Allen to the left. Caudell back in the pistol with Markel Martin. First and 10 from the 43, takes the snap. He's going to throw for the first time tonight. Nope, now he's going to take off. Now he's going to throw. And he hits the feet of Braden Fogle on the far sideline, incomplete. And he had some room to run there. I'm not sure why he didn't, but maybe he thought he saw Fogle and just undershot him. Braden was down there on the far sideline. Fogle doing his typical limp. He <laughs> is limping again tonight. <laughs> But you're right, Joe could have, probably could have pulled that ball down and run. Just trying to get, you know, got to keep the defense honest a little bit. So, a second and 10 for the Minutemen at their own 43 in the shotgun this time. Caudell's going to keep again across the 50. He's going to get outside and get near a first down, and I think he got it. He got 10. He did get it. Nice drive so far on the ground. Joe doing it with his legs. They keep attacking that left side of Mount Vernon's defense. They must have seen something on film. So Caudell just keeps keeping it. And now the Minutemen are on the Mount Vernon side of the field at the Mount Vernon 47-yard line. First and 10, Caudell in the pistol. He's going to give. Markel Martin makes a nice juke cut at the line of scrimmage, and he gets down the far sideline. We've got a flag, though. It's coming back. He had the first down, but, man, what a cut there at the line of scrimmage by Martin. Yeah, it was a nice jump cut. Didn't seem to slow him down at all. It is holding. So it is. My goodness, the referee. Screaming. <laughs> the volume is on level 100 here on the referee's microphone. I he could probably, a bit. <laughs> you could hear him back in Lexington. My goodness. Okay. So it's going to be first and 13 for the Minutemen right at the 50-yard line. Three off to the right, one to the left. Caudell takes the snap. He's going to roll right. He's going to look right. He's got a man wide open. It's Carter Wilson at the 40. Down the near sideline, 30, and he lowers his shoulder out of bounds. They get the first down. Nice decision there by Joe. Had some pressure, kind of took him out of the pocket a little bit, kind of waited for that to open up. Found his receiver wide open on the sidelines. So a big first down, Minutemen there, down to the 29-yard line. I don't want to jinx it, but they're having pretty much having their way this drive. Just got to cash out at the end. So they'll send three wide receivers left, one to the right. Caudell in the pistol again, down to the Mount Vernon 29. He takes the snap. He's looking left. Now he's going to dance around. Now he's looking up the middle of the field. It's picked off. It is picked off, coming the other way with it. Mount Vernon at the 35 and almost out to the 40. And for the Yellow Jackets, that's a big pick there. Yeah, I jinxed him. And it's Hunter Looney on the pick. He was looking for Fogle. Yeah, that linebacker had too much time to kind of read the eyes. Well, now the defense got to stiffen up here and keep him out. So, Mount Vernon will come out on offense now at their own 38 after a turnover by the Minutemen. 
And Jake Taylor will hand it off. Askew, the senior and the playmaker for this Mount Vernon ball club. He gets out to the far sideline and he'll gain seven on the first carry. Nice tackle by uh, Mark Hill Martin there. And I was wrong at the beginning. Looks like the quarterback for Mount Vernon is actually Jake Taylor, junior, six foot, 191 pounds. So. so Taylor will run things for the Yellow Jackets. Looks like they're going a little quick. He's in the shotgun, two wide to the left. He's got two backs, but he's going to throw, and he's got his man out here in the near flat to the 50, and just getting the first down out here is going to be Hayden Higgins for a gain of five. Lexington got lucky there. Higgins was uncovered. A little uh, miscommunication in the DB backfield, but he was wide open, so that could have went for a lot more. So a first down Yellow Jackets, they're right at the 50, and Taylor's gonna take it, and he's gonna run it right up the middle on a QB keeper. He runs right into Markel Martin, but he gets five before he goes down. So second and five coming up for the Yellow Jackets. And that'll be Taylor's first carry of the night. So both teams kind of QB sneaking back and forth here. We've got an injury timeout as Markel Martin, who hey, just made that tackle. He got halfway to the sideline and then just kind of went down to one knee there. Don't like to see that. No, you did, definitely do not. We'll take a quick break and see if they can get him off the field okay. I think maybe he just got, got a wind. stinger, yeah. got the wind knocked out of him. We'll take a quick break. No score yet here at Mount Vernon. And actually, as we're about to take a break, he gets up and starts <laughs> walking off. So I guess we won't take a break. Second and five for Mount Vernon once they get back out there. Kind of bend, don't break here. Lexi's got to just keep them in front of him. So after the injury timeout, Mount Vernon's going to have it second and five. They're at the Lex 45. They'll send two wide receivers off to the left. And in the shotgun, Jake Taylor is going to have Askew on his left hip. He's also got another back in there on his right hip. Second and five. They'll swing it out here into the near flat to Askew. He's going to break a tackle. Gets the first down. He's going to get more. He's down the near sideline to the 20. And if Joey Caudell didn't grab him and hang on, that was going to be a touchdown for Askew, a gain of 25. Like I said, he's low center of gravity, big back, hard to bring down. You can't arm tackle him. you got to stay low and chop his legs off. So a gain of 25 there for the Yellow Jackets. They're down to the Lex 20. And this Yellow Jacket offense, a much higher powered offense than we've seen in years past. They're putting up some numbers this year. They'll send one wide receiver to the right, one to the left. In the shotgun, Taylor, he's got a back on each hip. He sends his tight end in motion. First and 10 from the 20, and I think the wide receiver yep. down here flinched. So that'll be a five-yard penalty for the Yellow Jackets, and that'll help the Minutemen defense as Markel Martin does come back on here. That's good. And the Minutemen. 
little banged up tonight. They don't have Dontrell Hughes. They don't have Carter Newman. I saw Carter warming up, so maybe that was something they were just trying to see how he was reacting. He looked like he was catching the ball well and moving well, so maybe just game-time decision. First and 15, Taylor takes. He hands off, Askew off the left side, and he's going to get back to the original line of scrimmage, a gain of five, and that'll set up a second and 10 at the 20. So Askew, as expected, getting into uh, the flow of the offense early on here for Mount Vernon. Askew lost his shoe. So he is, he's going to have to come off for this play while they try to get it back on. So second and 10, that's big for the minute, man. Askew not on the field for this play. Two off to the right, one to the left. Taylor in the shotgun, gives, and right up the middle and getting about three yards. Going to be sophomore Maverick Gregory with his first carry of the night. And that'll set up a third and seven. Already almost halfway into this first quarter. Each team's only had the ball once. No score here at Mount Vernon. A lot of running so far. And the first time the Minutemen have had a chance to get Mount Vernon off the field here. Third and seven. Mount Vernon in the red zone at the Lex 17-yard line. Taylor takes the snap. He's back. He's going to have to roll left now. He's got Minutemen all over him, and he gets smothered at the 20. The Minutemen get their first sack of the night, and now Mount Vernon going to have to attempt a field goal. Yeah, Fogle kind of collapsed that left side of the field, having the quarterback roll to his right, and the rest of the Minutemen there to corral him. So good job, Lex, here with a field goal attempt. This isn't a chip shot. Kind of look for some wind a little bit, but not enough to push it one way or the other. So Montoya will come on, and this will be a 37-yarder from the near hash. To give Mount Vernon the lead, the snap is good, the hold is good, the kick is up, and it is right down the middle. That's so more distance there. That was a good kick. Mount Vernon takes the first lead of the night, and they lead it 3-0. to zero. See if Lexington can answer when we come back on fearthevillage.com. Need to get the power flowing in your home or business? BP Electric can do it all. Using only the best qualified electricians in Ohio, BP Electric can take care of a full range of services, including light fixtures, EV chargers, outlets and switches, whole home surge protectors, and so much more. Headquartered in Lexington, BP Electric is a local company with resources to serve the entire state. For all of your electrical needs, check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. So, Mount Vernon with the first lead of the ball game. They hit on a 37-yard field goal by Mount Vernon kicker Gabe Montoya, and he kicked it from the near hash, too, and he kicked that thing right down the middle. So, that could be a factor later in the game if it's close, Mount Vernon. Already proving early on here they can kick field goals if need be. And he did it with ease. So the Minutemen, they're going to come back and win this thing tonight. They're going to have to do it from behind to start the game. Three to nothing. Montoya kicks it right at 7 Allen, and this time he's going to take it from the 12. He's out to the 20. He's trying to dance around, and he gets to the 30 before he's spun down there. So 
Much better result this time as the Minutemen going to have it to start at their 30-yard line. Last time they started the drive at their own five. Yeah, I think look to Lex to keep the same formula. They marched all the way down the field, run the ball first, throw the ball second. They had pretty good success, just an ill-advised throw by Joe. So first and 10 Minutemen. Trailing three to nothing. 5.25 to go in the first quarter. Joey Caudell brings him out. He's got two wide receivers split off to the left. Braden Fogle by himself to the right. Back in the pistol again. They will give it to Martin on first down. He's got room right up the middle. Trucks a guy and gets the first down. Markel Martin, a gain of 11. I mean, it looked like he was going to go down for a gain of six, and then he just trucked a guy and got an extra five. Kept the legs moving. What I really like seeing is ball security. He had both arms around that ball. Nobody was getting that from him. Great run. So another first down for the Minutemen. They've got a bunch of them already tonight, but that first drive came up short with an interception. First and 10 Minutemen at their own 42. Three wide receivers out in the pistol again. They'll keep giving it to Martin. He's got plenty of room off the left side. Across midfield, good block by Fogle. Down to the block. 40, to the 35, and pushed out of bounds. Down at the 29-yard line. So that's going to be a huge gain for the Minutemen. It's going to be a gain of 29. You're right. Great block by Fogle. Saw the running back coming, engaged with the DB, and stayed in contact and pushed him all the way to the sidelines. Great block there by Fogle. What a better run by Martin. So Markell racking up some yards early on here tonight already. We'll get you totals in a minute. First and 10 minute men down to the Mount Vernon 29. Fogle by himself to the right. Minute men are going to have Keegan West and Seven Allen to the left. And we've got a... Well, they're going to say it was a false start. The minute men were just motioning a couple of guys. Yeah, I didn't see anybody jump. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I didn't even think they were set. Well, they had two guys motioning at once. They must have came set, and then they both moved because I didn't even think the team got set. Huh. Well, either way, it's going to be a five-yard penalty. That pushes Lex back to the 34 now, and they're going to do the same exact thing here, but they don't get called for a false start this time. First and 10, they'll give Martin off the right side. He's got a little bit of room. He's trying to bounce it outside, and he didn't end up getting really anywhere. He had a little bit of room, but it kind of closed up on him there, a gain of one. Yeah, I'd like to see him maybe cut back against the grain of the blocking there. He probably had a little lane to cut back to the left, but yeah, like you said, didn't gain much there, so it's second down. Well, now that's where that penalty is huge because now it's second and 14 instead of second and nine. So the Minutemen again here into Mount Vernon territory, but stalling a little bit. See if they can get something going. Second and 14 at the Mount Vernon 28-yard line. Caudell in the pistol with four wide this time. He takes the snap. He's going to throw on second down. He's going to lob it down here to the near corner of the end zone. Fogle gets pushed, and they're not going to call anything on it as he was trying to outrun the defender there and get it in the end zone. Caudell just overshot him a little bit, but looked like Fogle took some contact there. No call. Third and 14 coming up. And no surprise, Mount Vernon, like every other team so far this year, is running two guys over to Fogel's side. So maybe Joe can look, maybe do a pump to that side and come back to the other side with the receivers or have somebody come underneath because they are doubling him every snap. Third and 14, Lex at the Mount Vernon 28. Three wide receivers left, one to the right, Caudell in the pistol. He takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's going to roll right. 
He's going to look. He's going to look. Now he's going to decide to take off, and he's going to get right back to that original. Well, you know what? He's going to get one yard, so it's going to bring up fourth and 13. I think it's a little too far for a field goal, too short for a punt, so I feel like they're going to go for it here. They don't need a touchdown. I mean, just maybe have some underneath routes at the sticks. Yeah, they got to get down here to the Mount Vernon 19 for a first down. It's fourth and 13. Lex is at least going to set up like they're going to go for it. They'll send West, Wilson, and Allen off to the left. Fogle by himself to the right. Markel Martin is the back on fourth down. Caudell in the pistol takes the snap. He's back. He's going to run the same play down to Fogle in the end zone, and he overshoots him incomplete. And there was maybe a little miscommunication there. It seemed like Fogle was kind of angling towards the middle of the field, and Caudell threw that one sort of back kind of towards the sideline there. And that'll be a turnover on downs for the Minutemen. It'll be Mount Vernon ball, and they lead it three to nothing. That's how big, like you said, about that penalty. They were rolling, kind of took them off schedule, and then you take two deep shots. I really would like to see them do something underneath, right at the sticks, instead of sending it just deep. So back out there again, the Mount Vernon offense led by Jake Taylor. He's in the shotgun on first down. He takes the snap, throws it high, and... Man, that thing was up for grabs for anybody there, and he was trying to hit Mason Richards, and it went through his hands incomplete. Seven Allen on the coverage. Second down and 10 coming up. Nice coverage there by Seven Allen. Ball, like you said, was a little bit high. Mount Vernon really hasn't been passing too much. They've been kind of relying on their run game, so they're trying to, trying to change it up, keep Lex honest. First and, or excuse me, second and 10 from the 32. Taylor sends a man in motion, ball. and he flips it in. The ball's on the ground, and it's going to be picked right back up by him, but that's going to be a big loss as there was just a miscommunication there on the handoff. Hayden Higgins came in motion. They were going to try a little jet sweep, and I don't know that Higgins was looking for it. It just kind of hit him, and maybe the ball was on the ground. Maybe it was a run option. So since, well, technically Taylor flipped it forward, oh, so now they they've got that. Yep, now that new rule. Okay. If you kind of flip it forward, it's considered a pass. So that's going to be an incomplete pass. And that'll set up a third and 10. 3.23 to go in the first quarter. It's three to nothing Mount Vernon. They've got it third and 10 here at their own 32. Two wide receivers left, one to the right. Taylor takes the snap. He's going to throw right. And it's almost picked off seven. Allen there again. Great coverage. Incomplete. And Mount Vernon going to have to punt for the first time tonight. Mount Vernon coaches were looking for interference there, but there was less contact there than when Fogel was in the end zone. So great play, two good plays by Seven Allen in the D, as a DB already on this drive. So back to punt this thing away is going to be Ethan Young. He's standing at his own 18-yard line. Seven Allen, the only returner back for the Minutemen. And it's a little bit of a high snap. Not a bad punt by Young. That's going to hit right in the middle of the field and bounce. And it's going to bounce down to the Lex 20, or excuse me, 31-yard line. So that'll be a punt of 37 yards. And the Minutemen will take over with good field position here. Here. 
so far, Derek, kind of what we thought tonight, a close game. The only thing that's kind of not what we thought is we were thinking maybe there'd be a bunch of points tonight. <laughs> Both teams moving the ball okay, but nobody seems to want to score. Not touchdowns at least. 3-0 to zero, Mount Vernon in the lead. Lexington out for their third time tonight on offense. 3.03 to go first quarter. They'll start this drive with three wide receivers off to the right. Caudell still in the pistol. We haven't seen him go shotgun tonight yet. He takes the snap. He's going to keep it off the right side. Caudell with a stiff arm. 35, cuts it back, spins, 40, spins again, 45. And Caudell with a gain of 14 on first down to pick up another first down. Great run. Interesting there. Fogel lined up as a tight end and engaged blocking the DN there. So that might be something to look at. Maybe some new packages as uh, Fogel is a tight end. Definitely keep an eye on that. Usually they throw Dreibelbus out there. We have seen him tonight. Well, there but he is there again. He is again. So yeah. Fogel's going to line up at tight end again. First and 10 minute men. They'll have Allen by himself to the left. Two wide receivers to the right from the 45. They will give to Markel Martin. He's dancing around. And he finally decided where he wanted to go with it. And he went right up the middle for a gain of three. That's the second time Fogle blocking as a tight end. Looks pretty good blocking. Maybe they're trying to give him a little bit of a break from the wide receiver running as much as he was running. But well, he's definitely big and athletic enough. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy, he can play any position, football or basketball. The only thing we haven't seen Braden Fogle do yet is throw the ball, but I'm, I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we may see it at some point <laughs> this year. Coming. Three wide receivers to the right, now seven. Allen motions to the left. It's second and seven. Caudell in the pistol at the 48-yard line. He takes the snap. He's going to throw on second down. He's winding up, now throws out to Braden Fogle. Out at the 40-yard line, he was open, and I don't think Braden was really looking for the ball. I think he thought maybe that opportunity had passed, and he was just kind of running towards the sideline, not expecting the ball, I don't think. That was definitely there. That was definitely designed. He kind of engaged the blocker a little bit and then kind of snuck out in the flat. He was definitely at the first down marker, so I wouldn't mind seeing him catch some underneath shots like that. So it'll set up a third and seven. Lex at their own 48-yard line, three wide receivers to the right. They'll have Markel Martin as the back. Seven Allen motions left now. Caudell in the pistol takes the snap. He's back. He's looking. He's going to try to get out of there, and he can't. He's going to be sacked. Shoestring tackle there. He had a little bit of green in front of him. So he's going to be sacked there by Alex Taylor, the 6'1 sophomore. A lot of young talent on this Mount Vernon ball club. Very similar team to the Minutemen. I think they have 30, over 30 sophomores on this team, Lexington does. So Markel Martin, the lefty, will punt it away for the first time tonight. A high spiraling kick. That's a great punt. And oh, the Mount Vernon oh, return men are confused, uh. and they let it go right between them, but it's thankfully for them going to roll all the way into the end zone. That was a that heck was a of a punt, punt by yeah. Markel Martin. But unfortunately, he's only going to net 36 yards on that. It's definitely his best punt of the year. A lot of those sophomores for Lexington playing both ways. Some of them don't even come out. Markel's one of these guys. Fogel's one of those guys. Joe is. So is Seven Allen. So 
A lot of the young talent playing both ways. Man, if he could have if somebody could have been down there and down that thing inside the five, that would have been a fifty yard punt for Markel. And <laughs> that was it was nice. Yeah, I mean that was a lot of it was in the air. That was a good looking punt yeah. there. Unfortunately, it's a touchback. Mount Vernon will start at their own 20 with a 3-0 lead. Jake Taylor, the quarterback, going to take a low snap and hand it off to Askew. Johnny Askew is going to run it right up the middle for a gain of three on first down. Second and seven coming up. Yeah, he's had a couple good runs, but so far Lexington's kind of kept him in check. I probably just jinxed him, but they've done a good job against the run tonight. His biggest play was on just a little flare pass out to the sideline. Early in the game for 25 yards. Other than that, Derek's right. Askew hasn't done a whole lot. Second and seven. And Taylor this time going to QB keep it off the left side. And a fumble. And I think Mount Vernon jumped on it. But it went backwards, so that's good. It did. It went backwards from where he was going to land initially, and that'll only end up being a gain of one. Yeah. It was going to be a gain of maybe three there for Taylor. So that's twice Mount Vernon's put the ball on the carpet. Lexus got to jump on it. But, yeah, big third down here. If you could keep them there. And, what? actually, that was Richards in there. So they've been switching oh. quarterbacks. So that was Mason Richards on that one. So they've been switching back and forth between Taylor and Richards, and Richards got the carry there. Well, that's going to be the end of the first quarter. Mount Vernon with a 3 to nothing lead. Both teams marching up and down the field, but neither team really finishing any of their drives. See if we can get some points here in the second quarter when we come back on fearthevillage.com. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Captain Matthew Sheets, and you're listening to Miniman Football on fearthevillage.com. Three to nothing, Mount Vernon with a slim lead after the first quarter. As we head into the second quarter here, it's going to be third and six for the Yellow Jackets at their own 24, so this would be a good place for the Minutemen to get a stop right here. Yellow Jackets this time going to go again with Richards at that quarterback position. He's in the shotgun, two wide receivers split off to the right. He's got two backs with him. They will give on third down to Askew off the right side. He's to the 25, gets the edge, and he's across the 35, down to the 40, and to the 44-yard line. Great run there. Yeah, great run. Kind of tightrope the sideline there. I said I jinxed him. They were kind of keeping him bottled up, but that's what he can do is low center of gravity, and he's got enough speed to get outside. He's probably not going to run away from you, but he's got enough speed to get outside and – Take some tacklers. Well, the Minutemen did a great job of forcing him to the sideline there, but they didn't do a good job of cutting him off at the sideline. He was able to cut back and get up the sideline for a huge gain, a gain of 20, first down and 10. And it's going to be Richards again taking the snap, and he'll give right up the middle and still going and still going and breaking a tackle and getting a first down. I don't know how he did it, but that was Maverick Gregory, and he's going to pick up a gain of 13. So that's two big gashes from Mount Vernon. Lex had him bottled up at the line of scrimmage, but he kept his legs churning, kind of spun a little bit. 
I mean, they literally had him for a no-gainer. He was able to just kind of spin out of the first tackle and then broke a couple more tackles, a gain of 13, and now Mount Vernon down to the Lex 43. Can't go down two scores here. So it's first and 10, Richards out there again. Two wide receivers left, one to the right. He'll fake a give and keep it. Richard's going to try to run off the left side. And Keegan West is going to chase him down. And Seven Allen's going to get him down on the far sideline. And only a gain of one there. Good job by the Minutemen. I think that was a little bit of a busted play. He's kind of talking to Askew right now. I think he wanted to give the ball to Askew, but it was kind of too far away. So that was a little bit of a busted play. But good pursuit, like you said, by Lex on the end over there to get him to a short gain. So second and nine, and this seems to be where both teams are stalling tonight. They get across midfield, and then neither team's really done much after that. Second and nine at the Lex 42. They'll send one wide receiver right, two to the left. Now they'll motion one of them. It's Richards giving to Askew. He's bottled up in the backfield and gets out of there. Unbelievable. Nice Down the far sideline, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Unbelievable. Great. Those jump cuts, we kind of said Markel Martin. Well, Askew just upped him one. That was two good jump cuts to get to the outside, and nobody was catching him once he got out there. Great run. Man. And again, like Derek said, again, the Minutemen had him at the line, and he got through there. And once he's gotten through that line, he's been able to pick up 10 or more yards a few times tonight. Montoya will come on to attempt the extra point. And it is right down the middle. So with that, Mount Vernon opens, it, opens things up a little bit here. They now lead it 10 to nothing with 10.05 to go, second quarter on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the life support team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. This is Carter Newman, and you're listening to the Minutemen Football on fearthevillage.com. Well, Mount Vernon has opened things up a little bit here. They now lead it 10 to nothing with 10.05 to go in the second quarter. And Montoya, who has had to kick off twice tonight so far, this will be his third one. He's kicked it deep both times to Seven Allen. The first time, Seven didn't catch it, and it rolled out of bounds. And the second time was much better. He returned it for 18 yards out to the 30. So we'll see if the Minutemen can get something going here on special teams. Wouldn't be surprised to see a squib here. Nope. And they kind of line it towards Seven go, Allen. It's going to go out of bounds, so that's going to be a that. penalty, an illegal kick. So the Minutemen will have great field position to start this drive. It'll be their best of the night so far. They'll start this drive at their own 35. I mean, if I think if you're Lex, you keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you're moving yep. the ball in between the, you know, in between the, the end zones. You just got to. Sustain it, don't have a penalty turnover, so that's a couple things. But, yeah, they're yeah. moving the ball well. Penalty killed their last drive, and then that first drive ended with a an interception. 
deep in Mount Vernon territory. So both times Lex has been deep in Mount Vernon territory. They've just come out of there with no points. First and 10, minute men at their own 35. Three wide receivers to the left, one to the right. Caudell on first down throws. He's got seven Allen out here in the flat. Makes a move 40, 45, and out of bounds. And a gain of 11 and a first down minute men. And now they'll give him 10. Either way, it's still a first down. Good play there on first down by the Minutemen. Yep, that's what I like to see. Short pass, let 10 do his thing. Made the first guy miss and only guy miss and kind of got down the sideline. Nice pickup on first down. So now the Minutemen out to their own 45-yard line. They'll send West, Wilson, and Allen off to the right. Fogel by himself to the left. Markel Martin the back, and Caudell is in the pistol. First and 10, he's going to fake a give. He's going to run off the right side. He's to the 50, and he just gets tripped up, or he would have had the first down there. He's going to get seven, but he could have had at least 12 or 15 yards there had he been able to get out of that first tackler. Still, though, a good gain on first down for the Minutemen. Second and three coming up. Still felt like that was a design run for Joe. They had Fogel over here, and they committed three guys to Fogel that time, so the right side of the field was wide open for him to run. Second and three. Caudell back in that pistol. He takes. He's going to give. Markel Martin hit at the line of scrimmage, and he's actually going to lose a yard. So now that sets up a third and four for the Minutemen, and Hopefully that doesn't stall this drive out because, again, the Minutemen are across midfield. They've crossed midfield all three drives so far. Still have no points. Ten to nothing, Mount Vernon. Just under nine minutes to go in the second quarter. Fogel's going to go by himself off to the right. West, Wilson, and Allen off to the left. Caudell still in that pistol with Markel Martin. Third and four, takes the snap. Caudell back. He's now going to step up. He's going to throw near sideline. He's got a man. It's West. He's down to the 30, and they're going to say he fumbled it, and the referee didn't make a call. And he's now down. he's saying yeah. he was down. There's now he's no way he was that was down. a fumble. I would have came out of this press box. <laughs> well, the referee <laughs> I mean, just wouldn't make a decision. But and he then, didn't throw the beanbag, so, but still. A great catch, though, by West as he had to kind of go yeah, up and pinpoint that, a, that thing. That was not a very good pass by Joe. I felt like, again, Joe could have probably ran yep. a lot more. But, I mean, we like, we'll take the result, but still. Well, a gain of 19, and Keegan West, he's made some plays this year. First time we've called his name tonight. First and 10 minute men at Mount Vernon's 30 and the pistol. Caudell takes. He's going to give Markel Martin off the right side. He's to the 25 and across the 25, down to the 23. And they'll give him 22, so a gain of, well, we'll see here. They were on the 30, down to the 22. My math says that's eight yards. <laughs> Again, I got caught looking at the scoreboard, which wasn't correct. I know better. Once again, good drive by Lex. Oh, timeout, Mount Second Vernon. and two, and yep, as Derek said, first used timeout of the game for either team, and it's going to be Mount Vernon. So they've got two left, and we'll take a quick break with them. Ten to nothing, Mount Vernon leads, but Lexington driving here, trying to get on the board for their first time of the night. We'll see if they can do it when we come back on fearthevillage.com. 
Need to get the power flowing in your home or business? BP Electric can do it all. Using only the best qualified electricians in Ohio, BP Electric can take care of a full range of services, including light fixtures, EV chargers, outlets and switches, whole home surge protectors, and so much more. Headquartered in Lexington, BP Electric is a local company with resources to serve the entire state. For all of your electrical needs, check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. Now we'll see if Lexington can get on the scoreboard here. They currently trail it 10 to nothing. It's uh, 7.54 to go in the second quarter, and the Minutemen have it on the Mount Vernon 22-yard line. Second and two, Caudell sends three off to the left and Fogel off to the right out of the timeout. Mount Vernon took that timeout. Caudell in the pistol. Second and two, takes the snap. He gives. Markel Martin's going to spin his way to a first down. Down to the 19, a gain of three. Minutemen in the red zone. So I feel like now you're at least, oh, Minutemen going fast. And they will get up to the line here. First and 10 at the 19-yard line. Caudell has him back in that pistol, three wide to the left. Fogel by himself to the right. Markel Martin's still the back. First and 10, Caudell takes. He's looking. He's looking. Now he's going to run to the right. He's got all kinds of room. 15, 10, 5, touchdown. As he rolls in, they're going to call him down at the 1. Man, this Red Sea's burning. Oh, man, he he rolled (laughs) at the end there. I thought he was in. Yeah. Either way. We'll take it. It It's a gain of 14. Minimum up to the line, going quick again. So now they're down to the 1. Caudell's going to be up under center. He does have four wide receivers out there, but I think he might keep this one on first down. He does, and he's going to push, and he's going to push, and he's going to get it. Touchdown, Minute Man. They're on the board. Great drive, great finish. Joe had a hell of a series there. He did about he did everything on that series. Mixed in a couple Markel Martin runs, and Lex is right back in this 10-6. So now Will Perkins will come on to try to make this a three-point game again. And now you give your defense a little bit of life here, and maybe they can get a stop. I mean, Lexington's offense has looked really good tonight. They just don't have the results to show it. They've been on the Mount Vernon side of the field to end every drive so far. They finally get into the end zone. The extra point by Perkins is good, and it is now 10-7. Mount Vernon lead down to three again. Yeah, I'm anxious to see at halftime where the offenses are because I feel like Lex is outgaining them. Mount Vernon's just cashed in on a couple more opportunities than Lex, but Lex having no problem moving the ball that drive. Just marched right down the field after the kick out of bounds, gave him a shorter field. But, yeah, great finish to the drive there, Joe punching it in. Well, and we've seen Will Perkins kick some uh, touchbacks this year with ease. Now would be the time for one as Derek sticks his finger out the press box here to <laughs> see where the wind. the wind. The wind is blowing pretty hard from north to south tonight. Yeah, it's going to be going against him right now. There is actually a, a pretty nice breeze down there tonight, mm-hmm. but as Derek said, that'll work against the Minutemen in this case. Will Perkins is going to kick it into the wind. So Mount Vernon going to have... Well, they're going to have one deep back, Hayden Higgins, standing back at the two, and then they've got a couple of up men here. So we'll see what the Minutemen decide to do. 
I'm surprised they don't have Askew back there running kickbacks, but. And yeah, he's not even on the field. He's down here standing at midfield on the sideline. So Perkins has it up on the tee. Minutemen trail it 10 to seven now. 7.22 to go in the second quarter. Oh, and they're going to line drive, kind of squib it on the oh, ground, and it's loose. And Mount Vernon will have to jump on it. And jumping on it down there was Luke Hubbard, a 6'2 junior. That was a dangerous little play there for yeah. Mount Vernon. But they do fall on it, and they'll have decent field position. They'll start this drive at their own 28-yard line. Men have been trying to keep them napping a little bit, maybe get a quick turnover. Like to see him put a little pressure on the quarterback right here. That's something we haven't seen a ton of tonight. Of course, Mount Vernon has run the ball quite a bit, so it's hard to get in the backfield. Richards, he's got four wide. He is going to run on first down, and he's going to have room out to the far sideline, 35, and out at the 36. So a good gain there on first down for the Yellow Jackets. That's going to be a gain of... And we'll call it eight. Yeah. A lot of design runs for both teams with the QB. Either they saw something on film or they just, that's part of their offensive schemes, but a lot of running quarterbacks tonight. And it's funny, Richard's out there again. I wonder if they're switching quarterbacks by quarter or I'm not really sure how they're doing that, but they've had two quarterbacks play tonight. Richards on second and two takes the snap. He's going to run again off the right side this time, and oh, he's nice hit tackle. and bottled up. He only gains one, and it'll be third down. And, no, the near line judge, they're going to give him First a really down. good spot. What? Wow. <laughs> I don't know about that one. They're going to say he got two. I I mean, he. I thought he barely yeah. got one. It's a good tackle down there on the line. I think that might have been Braden Fogle there. Well, they'll give Mount Vernon the first down, and they're at their own 38-yard line. So, Minutemen have not really done a good job tonight of getting Mount Vernon early into third downs on these drives. Hey, Love to see him hurry. force a punt here. Richards in the shotgun, takes. He's going to give, and he's going to give it to Gregory, and he's not going anywhere this time. Even the referee couldn't give him a yard there. <laughs> It'll be second and 10 coming up. I don't know if Mason Richards is more of the running quarterback and Jake Taylor is the passing quarterback. I don't know if Richards got any pass attempts, but that could be kind of what they're doing. Well, we haven't seen Taylor in a couple of drives. He's still got Richards out there. Second and 10. Clock is rolling. 5.35 to go. Second quarter. They'll send two wide receivers to the left. And the shotgun. Richards sends a man in motion. It's Higgins. He takes. He's going to give to Askew, though. Up the middle. Now he's cutting back again. 50, 45, 40. And that's where he's going to be brought down. He's shifty. That's going to be a gain of 24 for Askew, and he is racking up the yardage. He's got to be close to 100 in the first half. We'll get you those stats here in just a second. <laughs> See if I can pull them up, actually. So here we go, first and 10, Mount Vernon at the Lex 38 now. Richards in the shotgun. He's going to give, nice and tackle. he's blown up in the backfield. It was Gregory on the carry, and I think it was Biggers in there, and it was for the Minutemen. Man, he got in there nice in a hurry. Stop. 
That's a loss of five or four. Loss of four there. That's what, the, <laughs> that's what Miniman needed. Well, it's funny. The uh, PA announcer said it was Aiden Nickel. As soon as he said Aiden Nickel, Aiden pointed at David and said, no, it was him. <laughs> Good Great teammate. tackle Good there. Teammate. Yeah, he almost took the hand off. I mean, he shot through a gun there. Second and 14 now for the Yellow Jackets. And they'll take. Richard's going to give to Askew. And Joey Caudell's oh, out there. He, he couldn't him. get him. Now he's to the 35-30, down the near sideline, 20, and a big first down. And the Minutemen again should have had him for no gain. And instead, he's going to pick up about 24 yards and Joe, get a first down. Yeah, Joe kind of hits his helmet in disgust. He knew he had him. Man, just <sighs> if the Minutemen could just put together a couple of these stops. I mean, they're in there every time. They're just not making the tackle. And it's killing them as Mount Vernon in the red zone for the third time tonight. They've come out of there. Both times they've been in the red zone to this point, they've scored. First and 10 at the 19. Richards, he's going to throw on first down. He's got to ask you at the there 20, and the Minutemen are going to get him for a loss of one. And getting out there to make this tackle, Cole Eichhorn, a big hit there. And a good tackle to wrap him up. Loss of one. Another sophomore making a play. I think that was the – Quarterback's first pass attempt. And it was Richards first. Second and 11 coming up now. Mount Vernon at the Lex 20. And this first half going quickly here. We're already down to three minutes and 20 seconds to go in the first half. Clock is rolling. And here we go. Second and 11 at the 20. Richards going to send two wide receivers left, one to the right. He motions one. It's Higgins. He's going to take. He's going to fake a give. Richard's going to throw. Corner of the end zone, and it is incomplete. Good coverage down there by Seven Allen as they were trying to hit Zach Maybe. Yeah, very good coverage. Receiver had a couple inches on him, but Seven just kind of tracked the ball and kind of kept the receiver at bay, and great play there. Big third down. Yep. Yes, it is. Third and 11 coming up. Be nice to hold him to a three attempt here. Fine ask you. So here we go. A huge play here for the Minutemen defense. Third and 11. Richards in the shotgun. He's got four wide, and he's going to take the snap, and he's going to have to roll around. He's rolling right. Now he's got a block, and he's going to get the edge. 10-5 and down to about the three. Unbelievable. The Minutemen are there every time, and they just cannot make the play tonight. Yeah, at halftime, they're gonna, the coaches are going to have them probably watch a little bit of film on that TV they got over there. they got to break down and just get there. I mean, like you said, their, their scheme is good. they just got to make the play. Man, that is a backbreaker. Down to the two, so a gain of 18 for Richards. Oh, that's such a big play, especially nearing the end of the half here. 2.54 to go in the second quarter. Mount Vernon up 10 to 7. Richards in the shotgun. He's got one wide to the right, one to the left. Running backs everywhere. Richards takes the snap. He's going to run off the right side, and he's going to be hit by Aiden Nickel, but he's going to get a push from one of his linemen, and Richards is going to fall into the end zone. Touchdown, Mount Vernon. Good drive, good answer by Mount Vernon. Well, that is unfortunate for the Minutemen defense. Now they trail it 16-7. to and several times on that drive, they just had Mount Vernon dead to rights and 
let them get away with it. Yeah, at least four plays where they had the running back or the quarterback kind of bottled up, missed tackle, stumble. That's how easy the games can get away from you if you don't break down fundamentally and make the tackle. So the extra point by Gabe Montoya. As we're waiting on something here, one of the Lex uh, coaches yeah. is. Maybe he's questioning them pushing him in. Is that legal in, a, in high school? No, it is push? not, as we saw week one. Yes, no, it is I not. think that's what they're trying to say. So now multiple referees over talking to the Lex sideline. I don't think it's going to change anything, no. unfortunately. <laughs> we're not going to go look at the monitor. I mean, yeah, the pushing might have helped him get into the end zone, but if your team makes those tackles at the 40, at the 30, at the 20, you're it, not in this position. So, I agree with that. So now we're going to have an extra point try by Gabe Montoya. And the extra point is up. And after all that, it is good. 17 to 7, 248 to go in the second quarter. Mount Vernon with us. Uh, well, now they lead it by 10 for the second time tonight. See if Lexington can answer here quickly before the half. They do have all three timeouts. And we'll take a quick break and see what they can do when we come back on fearthevillage.com. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Captain Matthew Sheets, and you're listening to Miniman Football on fearthevillage.com. So Mount Vernon tonight has found the end zone twice, both times on the ground. Once by Mason Richards, quarterback sneak, and once by Johnny Askew, who now has 121 yards rushing. Jeez. At a first half. Yeah, we're going to need to make some adjustments for number 20. So Montoya will kick this thing deep, and Seven Allen's going to return it from the 5 to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, 25, 30. Here he goes down the middle of the field, 40. He's got the kicker to beat, and he does. 45, 40, down the far sideline, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Bennett Man! I almost said it before the kick. It would be a great time for a Seven Allen touchdown return, but I didn't want to jinx it. Man, he kind of left – the opening the field in the middle just kind of opened up. He was very patient. Once again, Fogle out there with a lead block, and he just used his speed. He's fast, but he didn't even look like he was moving that fast. He almost looks like he always is jogging, but he is flying. Wow, what a return. Minuteman right back in it. 95 wow. yards by Seven Allen. That might be a record for a kickoff return. Woo. Well, of course, in Ohio high school football, you can't take it out of the end zone. So the longest you could possibly return it is 99. Yeah. Extra point by Will Perkins is up, and it is good. And wow. just like that, the Minutemen 
are down by three again, and they've got a little time here. If they can get some stops, they might be able to get the ball back one more time. But the only thing they really need to make sure they do is not let yeah. Mount Vernon score again before halftime. Exactly. Man. Do they get the ball coming out, Lex? I'm not, I don't remember. Uh, I yeah, believe. They do. they do. They do. They did kick off. Well, I think Lexington received first. That was when seven dropped it out of bounds. Oh, no, you're correct. You're so, Mount correct. Vernon does get the ball to start the second half. So, you certainly cannot let them score here. Wow. What a shot in the arm Lexington needed. Man, no kidding. I mean, they're right back in it. That was very slow developing, but once he hit the middle, I kind of felt like when he had the kicker to beat, no offense to the kicker, I felt like he was going to score. Yep, that was over at that point. So, ninety-five yards. Now, Will Perkins will kick off. You've already said it. For Lex, you just play defense, keep him in front of you. Don't do anything stupid here. Kick the ball away. Don't try to squib it. Hit it off the up man. Cannot give them a short field because they've shown they can score quickly on the ground. Lex has all three timeouts. Mount Vernon has two. So here we go. Purple Haze kind of over there. Yeah. Getting the it going. Lex student section showed up tonight. Not a bad little crowd for Lexington over there. Squib kick by Perkins. And it's going to be falling on <laughs> at the 25. Mount Vernon taking no risks there as Hubbard falls on it again. And a player followed on top of Hubbard <laughs> to make sure nothing happened to him. Hubbard made sure the ball didn't go anywhere. The other guy made sure Hubbard didn't go anywhere. Right. And it's Mount Vernon ball. At 25-yard line, so 229 left. Man, what a play by Seven Allen. I mean, the Minutemen, they just it, – it seemed like – that whole sideline kind of got deflated there. It looked like they might go into halftime trailing by double digits. Now they're right back in it with a chance here to even get a stop potentially. Yeah, you go three and out here, you might get the ball back. So here we go. It's going to be Mount Vernon ball at their own 25. Three wide receivers out there, but Richard's going to hand off. Askew's going to be there taken down, only a gain of one this time. And Lex a minute, man. Yep, they will use a timeout. Yep. Oh, the ref wanted to make sure everybody in Lexington knew that they called a timeout. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we cannot get a referee microphone to work anywhere, but here at Mount Vernon, <laughs> it is like. On blast. It's unbelievable. It's like the Cleveland Browns Stadium's speaker system here at Mount Vernon. Well, and I think he's yelling into the mic too, so he's not even trying to be quiet. <laughs> I'm not sure why he's doing that. <laughs> Good comedy relief, though. Just letting off some steam after his 9-to-5 job. He comes out here on a Friday night to referee, and he is just screaming into the microphone, letting out all of his frustrations. But like we said at the top, good game so far, 17-14, kind of what we thought the scoring would be. There for a while, the lid was on the yeah, no on kidding the, on the basket, so There's to speak. A fence up around the end zone in the first quarter. At the end of the first, it was three to nothing. Now we're nearing halftime at 17-14. So four touchdowns here in the second quarter combined for both teams. 
Second and eight. They did give him two on the last run before the timeout. So Richards out there in the shotgun. He's going to send Askew in motion. He's going to look at oh. him, but he doesn't throw it. Minutemen have him bottled up. Richards going to get out of there, and he's somehow going to get the first down on the far sideline. How does he keep doing that? Man, Fogle was so close to getting him. I mean, so close. And then he almost tracked him down. Fogle looks like he's moving okay, but, man, barely missed him. That's going to be a gain of 11 for Richards there, and that's what Derek and I have been talking about. Richards is primarily in there as the running quarterback. He hasn't thrown much tonight. So a first and 10 now, Mount Vernon at their own 38-yard line. Richards in the shotgun again, takes. He's going to give to Askew up the middle, and he's going to get okay. a few. He's okay. going to get well, – they'll give him six. Lex did not call timeout there. And now the clock is under two minutes. Mount Vernon does have two timeouts left. Lexington has two timeouts left. Pretty big second down here. If you could hold them, get them to three and five, maybe get a loss here, I would be shocked if Mount Vernon threw the ball. Second and five, Richards in the shotgun, motions Askew again. He's going to take and fake, and now we've got a false start on Mount Vernon. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> sorry. That guy doesn't need a microphone. I'm not even sure why they gave him one. I'm sorry. <laughs> you could hear him all the way up here without his mic. jeez. Uh, well, tick-tock, clock's rolling. Clock is rolling, 1.30. Second and 10. Actually, a big penalty there. Well, here, if you get a stop and keep it, like, third and 10, Call maybe you do yeah. take a timeout. We'll see. Richards in the shotgun, sends Higgins in motion. He takes. He's going to give to Askew off the right side. He's got blockers there everywhere, but Great the minute men get him. Yeah. And it was Braden Fogle, a gain of one, third and nine. And we'll see the minute men. It looks like they are going to yep. take a timeout with 102 to go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Goodness gracious. The whole point of having the microphone. <laughs> so he doesn't have to yell. Well, I have no room to talk, though. I've been screaming all night, but. Eh. It's a little different. I hope those other refs on his team don't have, because a lot of the refs wear, <laughs> the, wear the earpieces. I hope, I hope he doesn't have one. If they do, they're not going to have exactly. any eardrums left. <laughs> well, what. What looked like was going to be a really fast first half has slowed down. Now we're nearing over an hour of real time here. So it's past 8 o'clock. We're still in the first half. I thought this first half was going to go by in about 45 minutes. Yeah, I thought we were going to yeah, be done by like 7.45 with the first half. And then both teams just started scoring all of a sudden and now using timeouts here at the end of the half. So – Big One play here, though. Big play here. Huge play here. Third and nine. One oh two to go in the first half. Mount Vernon has it at the Lex 39. Or, excuse me, at their own 39. What am I talking about? So, Mount Vernon at their own 39. It is third and nine. One oh two to go in the half. Richards in the shotgun. He's going to take, and we've got a... Timeout Mount Vernon. I don't know if you heard it through my mic. And now we've got a oh. flag. 
they're going to say something, I think, here on Joey Caudill. I didn't see him touch anyone. He must have said something. They're saying he elbowed. Oh, it's going to be offsetting penalties Hopefully. here on the sideline. Well, the referee kind of gave an elbow like like they were they elbowed each other there. But like get, trying not to get caught. But he did get the offsetting. So it was offsetting. I don't think anything's going to come of it, but now a second ran off the clock. It shouldn't have because the play technically never started. It'll be interesting to see if they reset that. I mean, it's only one second, but we'll in a game like this, it could too, matter. Yeah. I think it is going to be offsetting Here penalties on sportsman like. <laughs> so it's not, it's not going to be offsetting penalties. It's only going to be an unsportsmanlike on Joey Caudell. I'm not sure what he did. That's a huge penalty. At first, when the referees were talking, though, they definitely were kind of giving some signals of offsetting. And after they talked, they ended up deciding that it was only on Caudell. And that moves Mount Vernon all the way down to the Lex. 46-yard line with a minute and one to go and one timeout. And gives them a first down. Plenty yeah. of time for them to score the way they move. And they have a kicker. Richards in the shotgun on first and ten. He's going to fake a pass and now run off the left side. He's got room. And we're going to have a hold, though, thankfully, coming back because Richards ran that thing all the way down to the 29. It would have uh, been a gain of 17. But there are flags everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to chuckle all night. <laughs> it is, it's just ridiculous. So that pushes Mount Vernon back across midfield over to the 49. It was a spot foul, so they threw that flag at, the, at about the 41-yard line on the left side of the field, so they take it back 10 yards to the 49. So it'll be first and 15. 54 seconds to go in the first half. It is 17 to 14. Mount Vernon leads by three with the ball at their own 49. First and 15, clock rolls. Richards in the shotgun. Three wide receivers out there. He fakes a give to Askew. Now he's going to roll right, and he's going to have to throw it out of bounds. Second and 15 coming up. Fogel and Caudell there in pursuit. Yeah, good pressure there. He doesn't look comfortable throwing the deep ball at all. Now they got both quarterbacks in, so I'd look for them to take a shot here with number four at the quarterback now. They're probably going to throw Jake Taylor, deep. the junior quarterback back in there. So now they do have Taylor and Richards in. Could also be a trick play here. Taylor's calling the play. He's going to come out in the shotgun. They'll send Richards off to the right. Two wide receivers off to the left, second and 15 at the 49. Taylor sends Askew in motion. He's going to throw it out to him. He catches Askew to the 50, and he's hit, and he's out of bounds, and we're going to have another hold. It would have been a gain of about six, and it's going to come back again, and that's going to push Mount Vernon back to about the their own 38 now, and it's going to be second and 25. But now, I mean, after all these penalties and all these <laughs> plays, we're down to 28 seconds left in the first half. 
Yeah, Mount Vernon's back to where they originally started when Joe got that personal foul. They are. Back at the 39. 39. That's right where they were. So second and just a mile here. Second and about 24 yards. Well, second and 25, like I said the first time, I guess. As Taylor's going to take on first down, flings it out here to Richards. Richards catches 45, 50, stiff arm across midfield out to the 48-yard line. And that'll be a gain of 13. That's it. Kind of surprising they didn't try to manage that clock a little bit, but they must be happy with 17-14. And that is, as Derek said, the end of the first half. And Mount Vernon takes a 17-14 lead into halftime. They do get the ball to start the second half. And what was a 3-0 game at the end of the first quarter became a lot more exciting here in the second quarter. Four touchdowns combined in the second quarter between the two teams. So we'll head into halftime. When we come back, we'll have the BP Electric halftime show. Derek and I will get you stats from the first half. We'll get you scores from around the area, and we'll get you set up for second half action. Mount Vernon at halftime leads Lexington 17-14 here on fearthevillage.com. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699 or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors, working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. When the struggle is real and you're trying to avoid that 2.30 feeling, how does a nice bubble tea or hot coffee sound? At Ati's Mobile Concession Stand, they offer a nice variety of over 15 flavors of tea and coffee. Ati's travels all over North Central and Central Ohio during fair season. Whether it's a graduation, birthday party, farmer's market, or street fair, Ati's is your answer for any specialty event. Call co-owner Chef Linda Golden at 740-244-2249. That's A-T-E-S, A-A-H-T-E-S, at 740-244-2249. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. 
Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OH. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Halftime here at Yellow Jacket Stadium. They're playing tonight on Energy Field, and it is Mount Vernon 17, Lexington 14. Corey Durbin, Derek Lazier with you back here on the BP Electric Halftime Show. We got some half, uh, halftime stats for you first. Tonight for the Minutemen. Passing the ball. Uh, we'll do team stats first. Lexington, three for eight tonight, all by Caudell. 44 yards passing. He does have the one interception. Running the ball, the Minutemen have carried it 15 times for 127 yards, averaging eight and a half yards per carry. Uh, they did not get into the end zone. Well, I should say they did get into the end zone once on the ground. It was Joey Caudell on a QB keeper for one yard. Uh, through the air. Six targets, three receptions, 44 yards. Minutemen do have a sack tonight. Uh, they are two for two on extra points. Will Perkins, one kick return for 95 yards for the Minutemen. And a touchdown by Seven Allen. Uh, let's see here for the Yellow Jackets. Through the air tonight with two quarterbacks. They're three for nine, 42 yards. They are, they've carried the ball 22 times tonight for 183 yards. Both touchdowns for the Yellow Jackets tonight coming on the ground. And kicking for them was uh, Gabe Montoya. He's two for two on extra points, and he did hit a 37-yard field goal. Individual stats for the Minutemen. Markel Martin, nine carries, 68 yards. Joey Caudell, six carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, as I said, passing, Caudell 3 for 8 tonight, 44 yards, one interception. Receiving tonight, Seven Allen caught his only target for 10 yards. Carter Wilson has one catch for 15 yards. Keegan West, one catch for 19 yards. So the Minutemen not completing a lot of passes tonight. They haven't really thrown a lot tonight, but the ones that have been caught have been spread around between all of their receivers. Joey Caudell did have one sack. And as I mentioned there on special teams, big return by Seven Allen. He's got 113 kick return yards tonight so far, one for a touchdown. Uh, and punting for the Minutemen, Markel Martin with a 37-yard punt. For the Yellow Jackets rushing the ball tonight, Johnny Askew, 10 carries, 129 yards, and a touchdown. He's averaging 13 yards a carry. The Minutemen have got to clean that up. If they can do that, I think they can really win this game easily if they can slow down Askew. Now that's easier said than done, but if they can do that, I think the Minutemen get out of here tonight 
double-digit win. Mason Richards, the quarterback, seven carries, 43 yards and a touchdown. And then the other quarterback, Jake Taylor, has two carries for two yards. Passing the ball again, uh, Mount Vernon has only completed three passes by two different quarterbacks. Jake Taylor, one for four tonight, 13 yards. Mason Richards, two for five tonight, 29 yards. Receiving for the Yellow Jackets. They've also mixed it around a little bit. Mason Richards caught one for 13 yards. Uh, Johnny Askew has caught one for 24 yards. And then Hayden Higgins caught one for five yards. That is uh, pretty much everything statistically here for both teams. Fairly even game so far. Mount Vernon does have the edge on the ground, and that's really the difference in the game. We'll continue the BP Electric Halftime Show in just a minute with some scores around the area right now at halftime. It is Mount Vernon 17, Lexington 14. The Band of Gold is on the field. And we'll hear from Derek in just a minute with some scores on fearthevillage.com. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget. But the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699 or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors, working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. When the struggle is real and you're trying to avoid that 2.30 feeling, how does a nice bubble tea or hot coffee sound? At Ah Tea's mobile concession stand, they offer a nice variety of over 15 flavors of tea and coffee. Ah Tea's travels all over North Central and Central Ohio during fair season. Whether it's a graduation, birthday party, farmer's market, or street fair, Ah Tea's is your answer for any specialty event. Call co-owner Chef Linda Golden at 740-244-2249. That's A-T-E-S, A-A-H-T-E-S, at 740-244-2249. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. 
Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OA. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Halftime here at Mount Vernon High School, where it is 17-14, Mount Vernon leading Lexington. Corey Durbin, Derek Lazier with you, continuing on here on the BP Electric Halftime Show. And I'm going to turn it over to Derek for some halftime scores. Derek? Yeah, like we said, Lexington down 14-17. We'll start with the OCC. New Philadelphia all over Ashland, 14-0 at halftime. Worcester Generals are up 18 or 19-8 to the Madison Rams. Uh, Mansfield Tigers are up 15-8 at halftime against West Holmes. We'll look at some other scores of importance at the MOAC. Clear Fork Colts. Looking to bounce back after the loss to Lex. They're down 14-3 to Galleon. Shelby Whippets, who beat Lexington earlier this year, are up 24-14 on Marion Harding. If we bounce around here, go to the Northern 10. If they're in games of importance there. Oh, here's a good one. Upper Sandusky against Seneca East, 20-20. Colonel Crawford's up 47-6 over the Bucyrus Redmen. That is a cross-rival uh, you know, game there, both right. right there, sitting there, but 47 to 16 in the second Seems quarter. like Crawford's score second every week quarter. is it's just the same thing every week. They just beat up on the small schools around them and move on to the next one. Another game I, I, I just missed that was in the MOAC, Ontario's looking to go 4-0 on the season. They're up 42-7 to wow. in the second quarter. So Lexington... <laughs> Took that L, but they kind of played them tough. Mm -hmm. But they're up 42-7. to seven. The quarterback for them is having a great year. Yep. He's doing extremely Rodman well. Rodman Miller yeah, over there. Yeah. Who'd they play tonight, by the way? Uh, let's see here. Ontario was at home tonight. River Valley. To open up conference play. Man, yeah, that's an River impressive Valley. score over the Vikings. In the second My quarter. Goodness. Second quarter. Uh, let's look down here. Something else. Uh, Northmore's up 37-0 over Cardington. Uh, Centerberg's up or down seven to fourteen to East Knox. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> South Central's down forty-two nothing to the Sailors of Vermilion at halftime. So South Central's taking some lumps there. Uh, let's see if there's any. Norwalk's down twenty to nothing to Bellevue in the third quarter. I think that's about it as far as around here. Norway's beating Hillsdale thirty-five to fourteen. Crestline's down 20 to nothing to Ridgedale on the second quarter. Crestline, unfortunately for them, I mean, they struggle to find kids year in and year out. They've right. only scored eight points this year. So, yeah. Nice to see them get some points on the board tonight against Ridgedale. A couple of small schools going at it there. 
Great game so far here tonight. It is 17-14, Mount Vernon in the lead at halftime, and uh, both teams marching up and down the field, but until that second quarter hit, neither team really was able to do anything with it. I mean, Lexington got into Mount Vernon territory on their first three drives of the night and was only able to score on one of them. And then, uh, of course, they got helped out by Seven Allen taking back a 95-yard kick return, so... Stats are a little bit uh, misleading tonight, I think. Both teams have been marching back and forth, but just uh, I, I think it feels like it should be even higher scoring than it was. Now, if the first quarter would have gone a little more like the second quarter, we would, <laughs> we would see a lot more points. I mean, this thing could easily be 31 to 28 right now, but a couple of slow starts by both of these teams, and uh, that's why it's only 17-14. But I've got a feeling this second half can I – Maybe get out of hand for both teams defensively, and we might see a shootout on our hands coming up, and uh, you're not going to want to miss it. And so far this year, my predictions have been pretty close, pretty close. So I'm, I'm thinking this game might start turning up the pace a little bit here. We might see some points on the board by the end of this thing. Right now it is Mount Vernon 17, Lexington 14. We've got just a few minutes left until second half action. Right now, the Yellow Jacket marching band is out there on the field. And as soon as they're done, both teams will take the field and we'll get you set for the second half. Mount Vernon 17, Lex 14 here on the BP Electric Halftime Show on fearthevillage.com. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house, don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699 or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors, working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. When the struggle is real and you're trying to avoid that 2.30 feeling, how does a nice bubble tea or hot coffee sound? At Ah Tea's mobile concession stand, they offer a nice variety of over 15 flavors of tea and coffee. Ah Tea's travels all over North Central and Central Ohio during fair season. Whether it's a graduation, birthday party, farmer's market, or street fair, Ah Tea's is your answer for any specialty event. Call co-owner Chef Linda Golden at 740-244-2249. That's Ah Tee's, A-A-H-T's at 740-244-2249. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. 
Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader. RFME. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Well, if you're just tuning in, you are in for a great second half as it is set up to be... Hopefully a memorable one, and hopefully it's memorable for all the right reasons in Lexington's favor. Corey Durbin, Derek Lazier with you back here on the BP Electric Halftime Show, and it is just about set uh, time for second half action as Mount Vernon has taken the field, and Lexington is about to take the field. They will reset the clock here and add three minutes back on before we get things kicked off. Uh, Lexington... Trying to get out of here with a win tonight and improve to 2-2 two and two to head into Worcester next week. And it looks like Worcester may. Uh, well, they're not going to lose tonight, I don't think. Uh, they are uh, right now beating Madison, but it's really not by as much as in years past. So Worcester kind of struggling this year. They would improve to 2-2 two and two as well, and that would set up a huge matchup next week if Lexington can get out of here. They do go to Worcester next week. And uh, it would be awesome to see both of those teams at two and two and uh, let them duke it out, see what happens. Mount Vernon tonight, if they were to win, they would improve to two and two on the year. They would get their first conference win of the season. So just a lot on the line tonight, really around the conference. I mean, a lot of games going on tonight that could have future, huge future implications in the conference. I mean, I said it in the pregame show. I think that uh, Mansfield senior West Holmes winner, that could determine the conference champion already tonight in week one of conference play. Um, certainly there's a lot left in the season to decide that, but I, those those are probably the two best teams right now in the conference going at it in the first game of conference play. So huge implications tonight all around. If Lexington gets out of here with a win tonight, they beat Worcester last year. You got to think they're going to go in there with their chests and their head held high, chest out next week, and you never know. They go, they win tonight, go in there next week and win. 
It's going to be a boxing match against Senior High in week six. And, uh, man, it would just be fun to see it set up that way. Of course, they've got to win tonight. they got to get out of here with this win. Right now trailing by three at halftime. But you just get the feeling there's some big plays being left out there for the Minutemen. That, of course, they got one in the first half. Seven Allen's kickoff return for a touchdown. But it feels like something big here is coming defensively, I think, for the Minutemen. And if they can get that... Offenses look decent. They've run the ball well. Just got to bottle up Askew and make sure he doesn't kill you here in the second half. Mount Vernon will receive to start the second half. And with about a minute and a half to go until kickoff, Derek, what do you think they need to do to get out of here with a win tonight and get back to Lexington? Well, like you said, I think offensively, I think they need to sprinkle a little more of the passes. I think Joey's got time to throw the ball, but they've been run heavy. Like I said, I must, they must have seen something on film. But I'd like to see them take some more of those intermediate shots, sprinkling a couple deep balls, but intermediate shots. You get Fogle. I really like when Fogle is lined up at tight end. They missed a couple opportunities there. So I'd like them to see go back to some of those packages. But, yeah, you've already said it defensively. I think you need to keep putting pressure on Mount Vernon's quarterback. They're not throwing. I mean, until you, until you stop the run completely, they're not going to throw the ball. So I think you got to, like you said, stop them on the ground first and then put some pressure on that quarterback because they have not shown that they can throw the ball. So this is an interesting stat. At the end of the first half, Mount Vernon ran the last 16 offensive plays because of the seven Allen kick return. Lexington's offense wasn't out there for basically eight or nine minutes of that second wow. quarter. Wow. Mount Vernon ran 16 consecutive offensive plays on two separate drives. And you sprinkle in that little 95-yard kick <laughs> return in between there. Lexington's offense hasn't really been on the field a whole lot uh, since early in that second quarter. Yeah, so maybe they'll be a little bit fresh. But, yeah, I think, you know, like I said, I think if you look at the quarterback position, I think we're a little bit better. Lex has got the advantage there. But there again, Joe was running the ball a lot too. So I'd like to see him, you know, maybe do some play action. To take a couple deep shots because you got the receivers to do it, but really I think what's there is the underneath, the 10 to 15 yarder, and kind of just keep moving the chains. But we'll see. 12 minutes on the clock. Both teams are going to the sidelines. We'll get ready for the second half kickoff. So we'll see. Didn't seem like that two-quarterback system necessarily hurt Lex in the no. first half. Mount Vernon using two quarterbacks tonight, but they don't really throw a whole lot. And when they do, it's just little short screen plays to ask you. And I mean, yeah, if you're not, if you're Lex's defense and you don't put a spy on number 20, you're mistaken. So you, I would like to – what's probably going to happen is they'll probably put Joe – Maybe to spy ask you, because I think you just need to put a mm -hmm. hat on him. Yep. So we'll see if they adjust. And the Minutemen did do a good job of kind of getting in the backfield a few times. They just couldn't make the tackle. I mean, they're there. If the Minutemen can just put together some of those missed tackles in the first half, if they could make those tackles in the second half, like I said, I think they get out of here with a double-digit win. But right now they trail by three. Will Perkins will kick things deep. And back deep is Higgins, Hayden Higgins. And they're going to squib it anyway up 
to the 27, and it's going to be taken by Hurst, and he's going to get out to the 38, but we have a hold on the play, and that'll help the Minutemen out here. So the Minutemen have done a good job tonight of not letting Mount Vernon hurt them at all on the kicking game. They must have seen something on film because, like you said before, Will Perkins could put it through the back of the end zone. So they must have seen something that happened in previous games to make them squib it like that. Now this enormous student section down here to our left being entertained by the drum line. Pretty cool atmosphere here at Mount Vernon. I always enjoy coming down here, but of course, they leave the conference after this year and our trips down here are gonna become few and far between, unfortunately. Maybe they'll keep them on the non-conference schedule. Well, I did talk to Justin Sanford, the AD down here. He said they're gonna try to do something with basketball, especially to maybe stay on the schedule with each other. First and 10 after the penalty, Mount Vernon will start at their own 28. And it's gonna be Askew getting the first carry of the second half and he's only gonna get two yards. As Richards did start the second half at running back for the Yellow Jackets. So that is a good sight to see there for the Minutemen. Only giving up two to Askew. He's averaging 14 yards a carry tonight. So to hold him to two, that's definitely a good way to start the second half. Yeah, Lexington usually does a good job when you're running between the tackles. Where Lexington yes. kind of falls off is when they bounce it outside. And Mount Vernon has done that tonight. Two wide, one to each side, and we've got a movement on the offensive line for Mount Vernon. That'll back him up five yards, second and 13 now. The press box glass is broken now because the speakers are blowing everyone's ears out here. So that'll push Mount Vernon back to their own 25. Second and 13, Richards in the shotgun. One wide receiver split each way, sends the tight end in motion. They will take and they'll give. It's coming off the left side to the 25, cutting back 30, 35, 40, down the near sideline and drug out of bounds. And that is not Askew on that play, that's Maverick Gregory. Same type of running back, low center of gravity, big kid, keeps Man. his legs moving. But there again, like strung it out, just missed tackles once again. 23 yard gain on that one. These big runs are just killers for the Minutemen defense. They have been all night. Yeah, Dang. I mean, they get Lex gets them behind the sticks, and you think, okay, here we go, and then they rip off a 20-yard run and just gash them. And they haven't even thrown down the field yet. You just got to play the run here if you're the Minutemen, I would think. Richards in the shotgun. He's only got one back this time. It's Askew who takes the handoff, and he's hit at the line of scrimmage. Minutemen do a good job again, and Askew only going to get They'll give him two, which I think is generous. Very. I thought he only got one there. Second and eight coming up. Yeah, they've been getting favorable spots all night. I mean, he, he did not get close to the 50-yard line, but that's where the ball sits now. Well, this is where both teams kind of bogged down at the 50, so we'll see if Lex can stand <laughs> yeah, up a little bit. It's been that way all night. Each team has lived across the field on the other team's side of the field tonight, but until late in that second half, nobody was able to do anything with it. Richards, second and eight at the 50. 
He's got Askew on his left hip. Askew left yeah, early, left but early. Yeah. no flag there. And Richard's going to take it off the left side, a gain of four. It'll set up a big third and four coming up. And I thought there was a false start there on Absolutely. Askew. I'd watch the ball here. They might try to give him with a hard count because five will definitely get you a first down here. Five will get you one. Well, if Askew keeps jumping like that right before the snap, they're going to have to call it. I mean, he's going early every time here. So third and four, big play from the 46. Richards gives Askew off the left side. Minutemen have him bottled up, and they're going to get him, but he just gets the first down. He needed four. He got four and a half. Minutemen did a much better job that time to bottle him up, but he's just so athletic. I mean, he can fall forward for four yards. I know I keep saying it, but low center of gravity, big legs just keeps them moving. Tough back to bring down if you hit them high. So a first down, Mount Vernon at the Lex 41. Richards in the shotgun, sends his tight end in motion. He's got one wide receiver split off each way, but they're going to give to Gregory, who's bottled up, and Cole Eichhorn's in there. A bunch of Minutemen are in there. And Aiden Nickel was in there, and Biggers was in there, and it's going to set up a second and 12. They're going to say he yards. lost two. <laughs> I didn't see that spot. I thought at least he got to the line of scrimmage, so we're not figuring out what these <laughs> refs are doing, but we'll take it. Well, I mean, if you just add it all up, it's all evened out. They there gave him two phantom yards earlier, and then they just Took lose two, two away, phantom yeah. yards. So as long as it evens out, I can live with it. Second and 12. Richard sends a man in motion, but he's going to give it anyway to ask you. Off the left side, Minutemen are there. Another loss of two, second and 14. Excuse me, third and 14 coming up. It was Askew. That's definitely his uh, smallest run of the night. That's yeah. two runs in a row of minus two yards. So third and 14 coming up for Mount Vernon. And he kind of ducked. Fogel had a head of steam. Fogo's going to take his head off, but he kind of went down. But good pressure there. Like you said, keep him in front of you. Lost yards again, third and 13, big third down. And like the first quarter, this quarter moving fairly quickly here as Mount Vernon's kept it on the ground. It's actually going to be third and 13. Richards sends Higgins in motion. He's going to take. He's going to throw on third down, down the near sideline. And nobody's there. It goes into the sideline. Fourth and 13 coming up. Mount Vernon sends on the punt team. I think this is only their second punt of the game. And you're right, and it's going to be Ethan Young coming on to punt for the second time. A little bend, don't break defense there by the Minutemen. They gashed him for that big gain to get across the 50, and like we said, kind of bogged down. Defensive scheme looks solid so far this half. So, Young takes the snap at his own 40. Minutemen were in there. Man, that is a high punt, and that's going to bounce and take a Mount Vernon mm. bounce down to the 10. Okay. So that's going to end up being a 34-yard punt. That was a moonshot. That was My up there. My goodness. That was. That was a very good hang time there by Ethan Young, and it pins the Minutemen deep. And they're going to start this drive at their own 10, which – is not the deepest they've started no. a drive in their own territory. They actually opened up the game starting at their own five-yard line. So the way they've run the ball tonight, though, this is definitely not uh, 
as menacing as it seems for the Minutemen, starting a drive at their own 10. 6.48 to go, third quarter. Mount Vernon up 17-14. Minutemen have the football for the first time this half, and they're going to go into that power eye, and Caudell's going to get up under center for the first time tonight at the 10. They're going to give Markel Martin off the left side, dancing around. He's going to fall forward, and he's going to pick up two, I believe. It'll be second and eight at the 12 coming up. Yeah, I'd like to say maybe hit that hole a little bit harder. I think he was kind of dancing too much there. And that's the first offensive play for the Minutemen in about, you got to think it's been almost an hour of real, real time. time. Yeah. Almost an hour since Caudell has been out there at quarterback. So second and eight. Minutemen out to their own 12. They'll have Allen and Fogel off to the right. Markel Martin is the back. Back into the pistol now for Caudell. He takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's looking. He's got Fogel wide open at the 20. Makes nice a move. Tackle. And he's going to fall forward. A gain of 10 and a first down, Minutemen. That's what I was talking about when we were talking at halftime. You don't have to go for the home run every time. Just move the chains, little intermediate passes, get Joe a little bit comfortable, and then take the shot. Great play call there on second and eight to get the first down and a good catch and turn by Fogle to make sure he fell forward across the chains. Minutemen out to their 22 now. First and 10, back into that pistol. Caudell with seven Allen in the slot. Fogle split off far to the right. He's got Martin as the back. He's going to give it to Markel Martin. Markel Martin's going to get through a hole, and he's going to get hit now in the second line there by the linebackers at the 25, a gain of three. But, man, it looked like he was going to be down. Then yeah. it looked like he might have a ton of room, and then everything kind of evened out, and he only got three in the end. Yeah, it's better than I thought he was going to get as a result because they definitely had him bottled up. <laughs> well, the start of that play looked horrible. and then it's like they ran into each then other. Then it looked like everything <laughs> opened up. It looked like he was going to take it. And then one of the linebackers there from Mount Vernon came over. I think it was Aiden Kennedy maybe made the hit. It's this formation. Got it, man. A lot of guys moving around. Second and seven. Minutemen getting set here. They'll have two wide receivers off to the left. Back into that pistol. They've got two tight ends, though. Caudell takes the snap on second and seven. He's going to step up and run. He's got a little room across the 30 and out nice to the run. 35, a first down minute, man, a gain of 10, and they'll give him 11. Great decision there by Joe. Wasn't open, pulled it down, made the right cut. Minutemen moving the chains again. Like you said, gain of 11, kind of reminiscent to the first drive of the game. Well, and early on tonight, Caudell had room to run, but he passed it a couple of times instead of running. Now it looks like he's definitely much more in that mindset of keeping it and just going for it. And it's paying off for the Minutemen. They've started this drive at their own 10. They're out to the 36 now. And now they'll have four wide receivers out, two to each side in the pistol. Caudell, he's going to give Markel Martin with a little room. He's going to get it out to the 40-yard line, a gain of four. We'll take it. You do that three times, it's a first down. Nice push by the offensive line. Out to the 40 now. So the Minutemen have picked up 30 yards on this drive so far. Clock is rolling. We're under four minutes already here in the third quarter. Each team's only had the ball once this half. Three wide receivers to the right. Fogel by himself to the left. In that pistol again. Caudell's going to pass on second down. Ooh. He's going to have to get out of there, though. Now he's going to run it. He's to the 45. He's to the 50. And he picks up the first down. Caudell lowering his shoulder. 
across the 50 to the 49-yard line, a gain of 11 again. That's kind of reminiscent of what Mom Vernon kind of done to us the first half. The quarterback looks like he's dead to rights and then just kind of squeezes out of there. Great run by Joe again to move the chains. Lexington on the other side of the 50 in Mount Vernon territory. And again, each team has only had the ball once this half. We're already down to three and a half minutes to play in the quarter. Caudell in the pistol, first and 10 at the Mount Vernon 48-yard line. He's got two wide each way, but he's going to keep it. A quarterback keeper off the left side, lowers his shoulder again down to the 41, and another big gain on first down, a gain of seven. You got to think, what does Joe play on the defensive side? Linebacker. So you got a linebacker running the ball at you. Like I said in the open, he's a big, strong kid. I like that he's falling forward, and these are designed runs. So second and three, and hey, if you're running the ball like this, you can live in second and three territory all night. Three wide receivers split off to the right. Fogel again by himself to the left. And the pistol, Caudell with Martin behind him, second and three. They'll give it to Martin. Martin, he's going to make a nice cut there, just able to get the first down, and he's going to pick up. Well, what do they give him there, Derek? Six? Yeah, six. Moving the chains, first and ten at the 34. Like you said, tick-tock, we're under 230 right now <laughs> in the third quarter. I think we've only seen two passes this whole half, one for each team. Mount Vernon's was incomplete. Lex hit one to Fogel. First and 10, they're at the Mount Vernon 34. Caught L in the pistol, three wide to the right, one to the left. Letting the play clock run a little bit here. He takes the snap. He's going to give Martin off the left side. Stiff arm. He gets outside 30, and we've got a flag back here. Yeah. He's down to the 25, and we might have a hold. And I think we do. And that's going to bring this back, unfortunately. And, yep, it is going to be a hold on the Minutemen. What was that? They gotta, didn't hear that. Got to brace yourself every time there's a penalty. Man. Oh, my goodness. So that is a huge penalty, and that is the second or third time now that the Minutemen have been down on the Mount Vernon side of the field, and a drive is – been killed by a penalty. Now here it's only still first down, so hopefully they can get out of this hole. First and 20. Three wide to the right, two to the left. First time tonight we've seen an empty backfield. Caudell takes the snap. He's going to run, and he is not going anywhere. Mount Vernon was ready for that all night long, and Caudell's going to lose a yard, in fact. Yeah, I don't understand that call. You put four, three wide on one side, two on the other side, and then you run right up the middle. Like you said, Mount Vernon was waiting for that play. Now you're in a hole. Second and 21 now. It's not necessarily where you want to be. At the Mount Vernon 45, and we're almost under a minute to go in the third quarter already. Yeah, you can't give the ball back to him. you got to get some points on this drive. You've had the ball way too long not to score. Five wide again, three to the right, two to the left. Caudell at the 45, it's second and 21, takes the snap. He's going to throw. He's got a man on the far sideline. It's Keegan West, and he got hit as he yeah, big hit. almost caught the ball. And right when he got hit, the ball came out of there. Man, that would have been a big play for the Minutemen to set up a third and much manageable. more manageable. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's going to be third and 21. And, I mean, here, I think everybody in the stadium knows what's coming here. 
Probably a jump ball to Fogle. I mean, you have to kind of. I'm not saying it's four down territory, but. Unless you want to try to get 10 yards here and go for it, but. Yeah. We'll see. They go back to the pistol here. Third and 21 at the 45 yard line. Three wide to the right, one to the left. Caudell. He takes the snap. He's back. He's looking. He throws it out of the backfield. Markel Martin catches. He's down to the 25, and first I down. think he got the first down. Yeah, that's get a good spot there. I think they got him short. But he man. might be short by. Oh, we'll see. It's going to be close. Wow, what a gutsy play out of the backfield. Markel on, Martin, I think down. they're going to give it to that's him. That's a first down. Are you kidding me right now? They're going to measure. They are going to measure, but either way, Derek, that's yeah. still – I mean, now you can QB yep. sneak it. Yep. All you got to do is push forward. What a call out of the backfield. Markel Martin just kind of went out to the flat there. Mice Fogle down on one knee there. And Fogle, now the whole coaching staff is out to check on him. Fogle down on one knee at about the 19-yard line. I'm not sure. I don't think – Unless he was blocking, there was no contact up the field. He needs help up. Like, all right, he's walking. Maybe he just got his bell rung a little bit. Hopefully that's all it is. He's trotting off. Now he's jogging off. So I think Fogel's going to be okay. But, of course, with the timeout, the injury timeout, he'll have to sit out this play. Looks like they're coming out the measure. Oh, no, they gave him the first down. So while that all was happening, the Minutemen did get the first down. On third and 21, they go for 21 yards. Markel Martin with the catch out of the backfield, his first catch of the night. I just don't like Fogel wow. on the sidelines here. You need his target. Well, they may, just, they may just give it to Martin here on first down. Three wide to the right, one to the left. Caudell in the pistol with Martin. And Caudell's going to keep it. He's going to go right up the middle, and he's going to roll somersault forward to the 18. Got <laughs> he got seven yards. That might, eh, that might take us to the fourth if they don't go fast. So, unbelievably, yeah, they might get one more play in here, but they don't have to. Nope. Either team, <laughs> both teams have had the ball once, and in we're going to be heading into the fourth quarter. They're yeah. going to maybe run a play here, though. Three wide to the right, one to the left. In the pistol, it is second and four. Caudell takes. He's going to keep it. He's going to try to bounce outside now. He's going to fall forward for positive yardage near he's a close. first down. I think he's, well, he's he might close. be he's a like yard short. short. So gain of three there for Caudell to end the quarter. Wow. That third quarter went by in about 15 minutes of real time. It's 8.30. <laughs> We're heading into the fourth. It's going to be third and one when we come back. 17 to 14. Mount Vernon on top, but Lexington threatening here on fearthevillage.com. Need to get the power flowing in your home or business? BP Electric can do it all. Using only the best qualified electricians in Ohio, BP Electric can take care of a full range of services, including light fixtures, EV chargers, outlets and switches, whole home surge protectors, and so much more. Headquartered in Lexington, BP Electric is a local company with resources to serve the entire state. For all of your electrical needs, check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. Well, if you have managed to uh, find a way to listen tonight, you're in for a good one here at the end. Start of the fourth quarter, Mount Vernon leads it 17-14. to 
Lexington has it, third and one at the Mount Vernon 15-yard line. And Mount Vernon out there waiting on the Minutemen to come out of their huddle. And here we go. In some ways, this is going to be the play of the second half. Third and one, Caudell up under center. He's going to QB sneak it, and he's going to fall forward for plenty. He needed one. He got two yards easy there. And a first down, Minutemen in the red zone with a new set of downs. Fogle back on the field, so that's a good sign. <clears throat> this is where he lives, red zone, big target. You know Mount Vernon's probably seen all the video on him, so put it only where he can get it. Last thing you want to do is, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. I didn't. First and ten, Minutemen down to the Mount Vernon 13-yard line. Caudell in the pistol. Two wide to the right. He takes the snap. He's going to give it to Markel Martin, who dances around nice and gets cut. down across the ten, down to the eight-yard line, a gain of five. He literally stopped in the hole and then started up again. And that's something tonight that we've seen – Gradually, is the Minutemen being much more patient running the ball and finding those gaps? But Second you, and five. But you said it. When's the last time Mount Vernon's run an offensive play? <laughs> it's been a while. Second and five, Minutemen down to the Mount Vernon eight-yard line. Caudell in the pistol, takes the snap. He's going to give Markel Martin right up the middle and in. Touchdown, Minutemen! He almost went untouched up the middle. Okay. Minutemen have the lead. There we go. There we go. Great drive, great answer coming out of halftime. The defense did their job, stopped them. Lexington held the ball for probably 80% of the third quarter and a couple minutes into the fourth quarter. So 10.53 left, looking for the extra point to put the Minutemen up four, and that's important because a field goal doesn't win it. And the extra point by Will Perkins is good. He's three for three on the night. And the Minutemen have a 21-17 lead. Don't go anywhere with 10.53 to go. We have got a great ball game on our hands. Minutemen lead for the first time tonight, 21-17, here on fearthevillage.com. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Captain Matthew Sheets, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. So the Minutemen with their first lead of the night, 10.53 to go in the ballgame. They will get set to kick it off. Back deep is Hayden Higgins for the Yellow Jackets. He's standing back at about his own two-yard line. And Will Perkins, who has squibbed it all night, he might have a chance to kick it deep here if that's what they want to do. Now, they have been effective squibbing it tonight. Yeah, I'd like to see him kick it away here and not give him a short I'm, field. Higgins hasn't done a ton tonight. I'm not sure. He certainly doesn't have the explosiveness of like Seven Allen, but 
We'll see, and they do squib it, and it's going to roll, and it's going to roll, and Mount Vernon's going to pick it up and take it into the sideline down here at the 32. It was going to be uh, Riley Fowler. Riley Fowler took it into the sideline at the 33, so he got about five yards on the return there. Lex just needs the same recipe they had on the previous drive that felt like an hour ago. I don't know if, uh, well, yeah, they switched the quarterback. So the primary running quarterback is now a wide receiver. You got number four at the QB, so they might be going to speed him up a little bit. First and ten, Taylor in there gives it. Ask you off the right side. Minutemen nice force him into the sideline. A loss on the play. We'll see where they mark it, but it is going to be a loss. And it's going to be... Well, they are going to say he got right back to the line of scrimmage. Biggers was on him. Great pursuit there by number 79 from the nose tackle position. Showed some good wheels getting out there. So zero yards on first down. Clock rolls now from the 33. It's second and 10. Taylor, the quarterback, gives Askew again off the left side this time. And the minute bitter there for no gain again. They have really dialed in on this. Aiden Nickel was in there. He's a little slow getting up. 75 just. And Aiden Nickel is down now after making the play. You definitely don't want to see that. It was a great play by him. I think Caudell was in there. Dribblebiss there. I mean, there were four or five Minutemen in there, and for the second play in a row, they bottle it up for no gain. It's going to be uh, a huge a, third down. It's a cramp. Sorry to step on you there, but it's no, a cramp. It's, so that's a good sign. Hopefully Nickel can come right back in this game, but he is going to have to sit out a play. Coach is out to check on him. Now, we've got time to take a quick break here by the time they get him up and get him off the field. 10.30 to go in the game. 21-17, to Minutemen lead. And it's going to be a big third down and 10 for the Yellow Jackets when we come back on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team. 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call. 419-522-2020. This is Carter Newman, and you're listening to Minutemen Football on fearofthevillage.com. So, third and ten, Aiden Nickel did get off and walked off. I, I think he's going to come back in the game at some point. It was looked just like a cramp, although they're going to take him over there and stretch him out some more. Third and ten, Taylor. In the shotgun, takes the snap. He's back. He's winding up. He's going down the middle of the field, and it was a miscommunication as the wide receiver was nowhere to be found. Mount Vernon's going to have to punt. I mean, he overshot his receiver by 15 yards. Yeah, I think he zigged, and he should have zagged. Did you give Lexington back the ball? Classic sportscaster <laughs> quote there. <laughs> uh. Derek's been playing a little too much Madden hey. lately. So, Ethan Young will come on. He's going to take this punt snap, a good snap, at his own 15 and boom it out of there. And the Minutemen are going to let it drop, and it's going to roll sideways, and it's going to be – that's going to be good for Lex as this ball is going to roll out at the 36. It's about a 41-yard punt there. Excuse me, I stand corrected. That's going to be 
About a 33-yard punt. Now, if you're Mount Vernon, you gotta got to make some stops or you're not getting the ball back because Lexington already proved they can hold the ball for 10 minutes because they are, have already done it in this game in the second half. So same recipe. Lex just got to keep doing what they're doing. First and 10-minute men at their own 36-yard line. Caudell in the pistol with two wide to the right, but they're going to run this ball all night if they can. Markel Martin up the middle. He's just going to carry Yellow Jackets and keep carrying them out to the 48-yard line. And, or excuse me, the 43-yard line. I was off by five yards there, but still a gain of seven on first down. Now you're under 10 minutes. Just keep that clock rolling. Both teams have all three timeouts left, so those can come into play. Well, and Derek, if you drive down the field here and take clock and then score a touchdown, the game's over. Absolutely. The way this game is going, there's no way if they drive this thing down and use up four or five or six minutes here and score again, it's over. Each team's only had the ball twice the whole half. Second and three, Caudell in the pistol again. He's going to take and give to Markel Martin, and he finds a hole, and he gets outside near side, and he's going to get near the first down, and I think he's got it. He's going to pick up five, and he only needed four. Great burst there at the end. He kind of runs like Askew, just hard to take him down, but as long as he keeps his legs moving, and he likes to roll and spin, and that just keeps him moving forward. So great pick up there, chains moving. Now we're almost under nine minutes. First and 10 minute men at their own 47 yard line. They'll send two off to the right. Caudell in the pistol again and a bunch of Yellow Jackets move. That's gonna be a free five yards for the minute man. They're gonna be on Mount Vernon's side of the field now. First and five. That'll put them at the Mount Vernon 48. Good hard count there by Caudell. The minute men are gonna get up here real quick and maybe try to do it again. Two wide receivers off to the right. Caudell in the pistol. First and five minute men, they take the snap, they'll give. Martin dancing around, he's gonna get into the middle of that pile and he brings it out near side. I don't know how he got out of there. He's all the way down to the 20 and pushed out of bounds. 27 yards. Great run, like you said, he was bottled up. Kept those legs moving, bounced it out to the left side and yes, Lex is going fast. They have no interest in running the clock here for whatever reason. They're going 100 miles an hour. It's, it's working. Now they're going to slow it down a little bit. Well, he stepped out of bounds, so. 8.43. Oh, no, they're running the clock. They're going to run the clock here. Clock is rolling. I would take this down all the way. First and 10-minute men down to the Mount Vernon 19-yard line. Caudell in the pistol. Too wide to the right, but they're going to keep running this, I would think, and they do. Markel Martin dancing around, gets into the secondary, down across the 10. Man. And down to the 8-yard line, another, another gain down. of 11. Now you're first and goal. Now is where I would just say yep. run this thing down yep. to one second on the play clock. Every time. 8.15 to go in the game. Minutemen lead by four, and they're at the eight-yard line. A chance to strike again here. Don't do anything. Just keep doing what you're doing. And now they will let the clock roll down a little bit. Caudell waiting on the play clock. Sends Dreibelbiss in motion. Two off to the right in the pistol. First and goal at the eight. He gives. Markel Martin bouncing out to the right side, and he's going to fall okay. down to the six, gain yep. of two. 
I know they're running the ball well here, but this would be a perfect time for a little play action pass. Maybe have number 22. Drybus, is that his name? 22? Maybe kind of yeah, have him, Maybe have him kind of leak out, acting like he's going to block and just go in the flat. So Markel Martin now up to 20 carries, 148 wow. yards tonight, averaging about seven and a half yards per carry. Minutemen have it second and goal at the six. Caudell in the pistol. Two wide to the right. He's going to throw this time. He's going to throw to the end zone in the oh, corner of the end him. zone. And Seven Allen couldn't hang on. Oh, he had him. He had him right down there at the corner, the, the, the front corner of the end zone. So right near the one-yard line. And Seven couldn't catch it. And that's going to stop the clock and set up a third and six. 7.08 to go in the ballgame. I mean, you got to feel like you're in pretty good field goal range with the way Will's been kicking. But like you said before, a touchdown here would pretty much seal their fate. Like, you get seven here, you're down double scores. Well, here we go. They're going to go into that power eye, and they're going to send Fogle by himself off to the right. Third and goal from the six. Caudell under center. Takes the snap. He'll give. Markel Martin up the middle, and touchdown. he's going to get in. Touchdown, Minuteman. There we go. He barely got there, but he did get there, and the Minutemen now up by double digits. What a drive again, sucking the light out of Mount Vernon's sidelines with long, continuous drives. They did sprinkle in a couple passes, but that was all Martin on that drive. All Martin. So Markel Martin now, 21 carries, 154 yards. The thing you really got to think about, and we've talked about this the first four games, sophomores everywhere on this kick is up and it's good. Sophomores everywhere on that Lexington side. Future's pretty bright. Absolutely, and especially, you know, the more time goes on, the more they get used to Coach Saris's system. Get that playing experience, too. You, you can, that is more valuable than anything, getting actual experience. So Will Perkins, as Derek mentioned, added the extra point. It is now 28 to 17. And Markel Martin now with his second rushing touchdown of the night. Caudell had one earlier as well. And then Seven Allen had a kick return for a touchdown. That's really what turned the tide was the kickoff return. I think yes. that guy, that guy, like you said, I think Lex's sideline was down. They kind of didn't know how to stop Askew. And that return got him right back into the game and kind of, you even said it, the sideline was up. And then after that, it's been all Minutemen the second half. Seven oh three to go in the game. Minutemen with their biggest lead of the night, 28 to 17. Will Perkins is gonna set the ball up. At the 40-yard line, and he'll kick it deep. Hayden Higgins down there, but I'm sure the Minutemen will squib it again over to the near sideline. And over here on the near sideline is Young and Fowler. They've been catching all of them tonight so far, and they do squib it. And it's going to bounce oh, up high bounce. in the air, and it's going to be taken by Fowler out to the 39. Okay, good coverage. And that'll be a return of nine yards. Got a player down again, Lex does. 
And hopefully another cramp. Oh, I'm hoping. Too. That's Cooper Dreibelbiss down here, you right in front of that. us. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll check on Dreibelbiss. He's grabbing his right leg. We'll see what it is. Could have been knee to knee contact. I'm hoping. Hoping it's nothing more serious than that. 6.59 to go in the ballgame. Minutemen lead it 28 to 17 here in Mount Vernon on fearthevillage.com. Need to get the power flowing in your home or business? BP Electric can do it all. Using only the best qualified electricians in Ohio, BP Electric can take care of a full range of services, including light fixtures, EV chargers, outlets and switches, whole home surge protectors, and so much more. Headquartered in Lexington, BP Electric is a local company with resources to serve the entire state. For all of your electrical needs, check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. Well, Derek, with this wild weather week, I've had some sinus stuff going on. I don't know if my voice is going to make it for the second week in a row. <laughs> the Minutemen are keeping me on my toes every week this year. Not giving me a break at all. I will say, four games in, Lexington has definitely given some big – they have the – they have some big play opportunities. I mean, they've, they've scored in a variety of ways. So, Mount Vernon will take over here first and 10 at their own 39. It's going to be Taylor on first down as the quarterback, and he throws it short of Higgins in the middle of the field, incomplete. Second and 10 coming up. And this is where things could get interesting for the Minutemen defense, Derek, because Mount Vernon has showed no interest or ability to throw the ball deep tonight. Yeah. And... Now they have to, and the Minutemen could take advantage of that. Maybe they'll get a pick here. They had six interceptions through the first right. two weeks. Quarterback kind of one-hopped it there, a little miscommunication, like he almost didn't want to throw the ball. Second and ten, Taylor in the shotgun takes. He's going to throw it out to Askew's oh! hit by Cole Eichhorn, and the ball is loose, but it's going to be called incomplete. Eichhorn was there, Man, and he blew up him slow. up. He's getting up slow. Askew injured on the play. Man, Icorn just laid a hit there and forced an incompletion. He's coming out. Probably got the wind knocked out of him. But there you go. Lexington in the first half would have missed that tackle. They've definitely made some adjustments and read that play because every time he's going out to the flat, they're throwing it to him. So great play there. Now it's third and ten. You can get the ball back here. So here we go, third and ten. Taylor, and we've got a whistle. Timeout, Lex. <laughs> I'm sure you heard that from home. I didn't even need to say anything. <laughs> it's a nice timeout. Give Lex a little bit of a break. Let them get their breath. Coaches can talk to him, get the scheme down right, especially with number 20 on the sideline. I'm trying to see where he's at. Yeah, he's, he's holding them legs. So I definitely thought he got the wind knocked out of him, but he's, he's stretching out his knees. Oh, yeah, he's laying down. So, man, just by coming up and making a big hit, Cole Eichhorn might have <laughs> sealed their fate. <laughs> kind of, yeah, it sort of inadvertently ended this game early as Johnny Askew down here on the near sideline. I mean, he walked off okay after that play. Now it looks like he's just kind of getting stretched out down here. but Kind of moving that knee. Pretty big third down here. You can get the ball back. Yeah, really I mean, really, this is the game here. I, I'd be interested to see if Mount Vernon thinks they have to go for it here. I would think they probably 
would have to. Yeah, because they're not going to get the ball back. They won't get the ball back if they give it back to Lex. Third and ten, Taylor in the shotgun. Two wide receivers off to the left. He takes. They're going to hand it off on third wow. down in the minute. Men have it stopped. Gregory's going to get two, and that's it. Fourth Man. down and eight coming up. It does not look. It does not look like Askew's coming back in. He is really favoring that left leg, and he's kind of hitting himself on the helmet like he knows he might be done. Trying to drink some fluids. Maybe it was a cramp, but he is laboring on they the sidelines. They were kind of working his shin there, which I, I didn't see too. Maybe after Icorn hit him, maybe he got yeah, stepped twist, on. Yeah, or, or a twist I, on the pile, but yeah, because the shot was up high. It wasn't low. He caught him right in the chest. Still limping here on the near sideline. And they're going to go for it. They pretty much have to, so no surprise there. The clock's been rolling this whole time. We're down to six minutes left. Down two scores. And you may say, well, they're only down 11. Why are they going for it? The way this game's played out, Mount Vernon may not get the ball back. Third and fourth and eight. Fogel's Taylor's taking him. it. And he's going to get there Big back sack. at the 25. Man. Taylor's going down for a loss of 15. He was shot out of a gun at that right end position. He went in there untouched. Big sack by Fogle. 548 left. Lex gets the ball back. Well, now they've got a chance to score again. They're, they've got a short field here at the 30. Fogle with his first sack of the night, but my goodness, the closing speed was unreal. Yeah, he was shot out of a gun. He wanted that one extremely bad. Well, and he had to have known, too, just as we were just talking right before that play, that a stop there ends the game pretty much. I mean, Lex would have to just utterly collapse here. I would take this all the way. Well, they better hurry up or they're not going to get the playoff. <laughs> First and 10, Caudell, yeah, they're going to have out. to take a timeout. Ooh, Coach Saris is not happy about burning that timeout. He is not happy about that. Well, that's why they have them. I mean, yeah. you're up by 11. You'd yep. rather use the timeout Don't there. Don't make a than, mistake. Yep. Because the last thing you want to do is give the ball back to him. So, with 5.48 to go in the fourth quarter, Lex with a 28-17 lead. They've got the football at the Mount Vernon 30, so they've got a chance to score again here. And I imagine they're going to run the ball quite a bit, although that could set up an opportunity to pass the yeah. ball. If Because if you're Mount Vernon here, you got to just sell out and go all run exactly. defense. Uh, so definitely I, if you pay, you play action or anything, you can have a guy wide open. I'm sure Coach Saris knows that. We'll see if. See what they draw up here. I would imagine they'll run at least on first down to get the clock moving. And then from there, all bets are off. Joe's counting his players. You don't want a silly penalty here. So here we go. First and 10 minute men. They're at their own 30. Excuse me. They're at the Mount Vernon 30 after the big sack. Caught L in the pistol. Two wide to the left, one to the right. They're going to give off the left side, Markel Martin. He's got some room. He's down to the 25, 20, 15, and down to Man. the 12. He tried to stay in bounds there. Nice gain on first down, like you said. Well, give him the 11, a gain of 19. And Man. He, after he just kind of decided to bounce it to the outside, I think even Markel was... Like, surprised wow. by how much room he had Well, out there. I thought maybe he was going to take it down to the goal line and just stop and not score to keep the clock running. But he just kind of kept getting closer to the sideline and ran out of room. So 
He did get out of bounds, so the clock is not rolling. First and ten minute men. They're in the red zone at the Mount Vernon 11 in the pistol. Caudell going to send two to the left, one to the right. They're going to pitch it, and it's going to be seven Allen on a little end around here, uh, and he's going to. Uh, that's safe. He'll pick up zero. I'm surprised Mount Vernon's not using timeouts, but we only have one, one left, and they've got three. So now the clock will roll. It's at 5.15 left. Mount Vernon, as Derek said, not using timeouts yet. They do have all three of theirs. Lexington only has one left. I mean, you got to think this is definitely in Will's range, Perkins's range. Second and 10, Lex at the Mount Vernon 11. Two wide receivers off to the right, Caudell in the pistol. Caudell takes, he's going to give. Markel Martin, he's going to be mm, bottled up. up. He's going to lose a yard. Okay. And now Mount Vernon will use their first timeout of the half. So they've got two left. And that's the first time all night that Martin has lost yardage on a carry. <laughs> It's all right. He's going to lose one. So after the timeout, Lex will have it third and 11 at the Mount Vernon 12. And as Derek pointed out, Will Perkins has a great leg, fairly accurate. And they're over on the far hash, which for him, he's a lefty. This would be where you would want the ball. Now, obviously, you'd want to take this in for a touchdown, but you certainly don't want to turn over here. So playing for the field goal, it's not always a bad thing. As long as you take care of the ball here and at least force Mount Vernon to use another timeout, that's a win. Yeah, because, I mean, even if Lex gets the field goal, make it 31-17, they need two touchdowns in under three minutes. So, again, Lex with a 28-17 lead. They've got a chance here, though, to make that a much bigger lead. See what they do. Third and 11 out of the timeout. Fogel and Seven Allen off to the right. Caudell in the pistol with Markel Martin. Caudell waits, he takes, he's going to give. Martin up the middle, dancing around. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, no gain. Oh, Timeout, Mount Vernon. What was that? <laughs> so, uh. now they will send on the kick team. I see Will Perkins over there in the huddle. And... Uh, Let's just talk about best case, worst case. Best case, obviously, makes it Lex up 14. Game is probably over because Mount Vernon doesn't have a lot of time left. They've only got one timeout, and they really have no downfield passing presence. Worst case scenario, the kick is blocked. Mount Vernon takes it back, and we've got a ball game. So <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely I, I, a Will Perkins miss here is not the worst thing. Obviously, making it, that's what we want. Right. But those are basically your three chances here of I mean, would outcome. you would you miss it and give them the ball right here? <laughs> I, I mean, mean <laughs> could. <laughs> that rate, though, you can no, just take a knee. We don't want to do that. Yeah, we don't want to do that. This would be a wild time to fake one, that's for sure. Oh. So they're going to set this thing down at the 19. That'll make it a 29-yarder on the far hash. But, again, for Will Perkins, he's a lefty, so this is where you would want it is on the far hash. So he can just kind of. Walk Pluck it, it right yep. down the middle. So here we go. It's oh. a little bit of a high snap. Caudell gets it down. The kick is up, and the kick is going to be right down nice the middle kick. for Will Perkins. 29 nice yards. 
Minute men up 14. Let's play defense. Play defense and get out of here. 31-17, 4.34 left. Looks like Askew's moving a little bit better, so he's a gamer. He'll probably be out there unless the coaches hold him out. So basically there, the Minutemen killed two minutes and got three points, no turnovers. So, I mean, that's, that's a win. And now they lead by two touchdowns, which is – Better than 11 points. <clears throat> well, Perkins been solid all year. I believe he's only missed one this year. Four for four on extra points tonight. And now a 29-yard field goal on Will Perkins' resume. And he's done a good job of squibbing every kickoff tonight. And Mount Vernon combined tonight on all of these squib kickoffs has only gained 14 yards on kick returns tonight. Total. Some of the Mount Vernon faithful are heading to the exits a little bit early. Well, I think they know that really Mount Vernon's only chance is to run the ball, and that's what you don't want to do here with only 4.34 to go and one timeout. They can't afford to really run the ball much. And Now's when Lex could get a big pick six. As oh, they'll pooch. kick it. It's a little, oh almost an onside kick. And oh. Mount Vernon's going to have to Man, jump on it. Seven almost got that. We saw that with A.J. Young a couple yep. of years ago. Just kind of popped it down the sideline. Almost an onside kick. And Lex wasn't able to get there. But Mount Vernon jumped on it at the 34. So still really about the same field position they've had all night. Askew is back out there. Still looks like he's walking <clears throat> a little stiff. But he's a gamer. So they'll have Jake Taylor, the more passing quarterback, in there. Richards is also in there, but Mason Richards, along with playing some quarterback tonight, is also a receiver. So Richards more of the running quarterback, Taylor more of the throwing quarterback. So Taylor's in there now. Lex up 14, 4.34 to go. Taylor takes. He's going to roll right on first down. He's going to throw right, and he's got a man down here at the 45 and pushed out of bounds at the 47. Carter Wilson down there making the stop. And for the first time tonight, Aiden Kennedy will have a catch. Well-designed play, had time, made a nice pass there. Don't know why they haven't tried some of this earlier, but... It'll be a gain of 12. And before the next play, we're going to have a timeout Lex. So that's their final timeout huh. of the half. I think maybe they're just trying to get organized here and make sure they're. Yeah, nothing gets behind them. You definitely want to play somewhat of a prevent defense here, but you also can't give up 15 yards of play. I mean, you got you to gotta hold them 10 or less, I would think, and make them eat up some clock here. If you let them score too quick, then they're right back in the game. Well, here's the deal. They have a very experienced kicker. So if they would go down and happen to score, you know they're going to onside kick it or do something. They definitely mm -hmm. have the kicker to do it. He's yep. a very good kicker. Yes, so he is. You don't want to even get to that point. So, yeah, don't let them score too quick here. So, score it all. 4.27 to go. Lexington has no timeouts left. Mount Vernon still has one. And they've got it first and 10 at their own 47-yard line. Lex up 31-17. to 17. Get you some scores from around the area here in just a second. 
Here we go. Taylor in the shotgun. Three wide receivers out. He's going to take the snap and throw. It's Kennedy again across midfield to the 46 of Lex, and that's where he's taken down by Carter Wilson. And it's going to be a gain of seven. So twice in a row they go to Kennedy there. Hasn't touched it all night, but gets it twice in a row. Second and three. They hurry up to the line. Taylor, he's going to give it to Askew. Askew coming off the right side, and nice he's going to be hit back across the 50. Fogel and Fogel there again. Caudell was in there. And that's a huge loss. That's going to be a loss of six. Man. So the difference in the first half and the second half, they definitely queued in on, a, you know, on Askew and definitely pursuing a lot better. Third and nine. Now Mount Vernon back to their own 48. They take the snap. Taylor's going to roll left. He's going to look left. He's throwing left, and Kennedy is there. He couldn't make the catch, though, because Drayton Berry hit him into the sideline, and Kennedy dropped it. Good defense there by Berry. Fourth down. Remember when this score was 3 nothing after one? <laughs> that's definitely gotten <laughs> a lot more exciting after the first quarter, that's for sure. And this is it. Fourth and nine. If they don't get it here, the game is over. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Jake Taylor in the shotgun. He takes. He's going to fake a give, and he's going to run. Now he's going to pump fake. Now he's going to throw. He's got to ask you down to the 40. First down, 35, and down to the 31 where he's thrown down by Carter Wilson. Good play. And that's going to be a gain of 21 on fourth and nine. So still some life left. Not burning a timeout. They're just going to keep get up to the line and go. 3.15 to go in the ballgame. Down to the 31-yard line on Lex's side of the field. Taylor's going to oh, take and bounced. give. Askew is going to be hit, and he's still going down to the 25. He's going to get six. But, again, the clock is going to keep rolling. Did the ball bounce off the field there and go right to I think it was a him? low snap. Yeah. So second and four now, tick Mount tock, Vernon rolling under three minutes to go, down to the 25, Taylor in the shotgun, two wide to the left, one to the right, he takes, he's going to keep a quarterback keeper, and oh, it's going nice. nowhere, Aiden Nichols going to get him, <laughs> and referees blow the play dead, Aiden Nichols lucky there, he's lucky he didn't slam him on the ground, that yep, would have been a 15 yep. yard. A little different than what happened to uh, Newman last week. <laughs> so, no gain. Clock's ticking. They third did not and use four. their timeout. And the clock is rolling quickly. Here we go, third and four. Taylor into the shotgun. At the 25-yard line. He takes. He's back to pass. Pump fakes. Now he loads up and goes deep into the corner of the end zone. Picked and Keegan West picks it off in the end zone. Ball game. Minute men are going to win. They're second in a row. Keegan West with his second pick of the year. I tell you what, Seven had great coverage there, and that allowed him to come over and pick that ball off. He almost had him boxed out. We know he's a heck of a basketball player, but he had the receiver boxed out, and the other DB just came across and just picked it off. Nice play there for the Minutemen defense. And now, with no timeouts left, the Minutemen will have to run a couple of plays. I don't think they can just kneel it yet. Mount Vernon has one yep. timeout. 
So Mount Vernon does have one timeout. So Lex is going to have to run a couple of plays here at least. A first down wins it. But in theory, if they don't get a first down, they will have to punt the ball away with under a minute left. So here we go. From the 20, Caudell takes and gives. Markel Martin is going to get hit, and he's going to lose. Blow the whistle, geez. Maybe a yard. <laughs> That's how people get hurt. So. Yeah, they're not calling a timeout. They may call it on the next play or the play after, unless they're just not going to call it at all. Yeah, I think they've kind of threw the towel in. Or One. unless they're saving it for the punt. 1.30 to go. Well, I, I mean, if you do get yeah. it to fourth down, you could take the timeout, make sure you get your punt block team in there and get organized. That's probably what they're saving it for. That's going to be a loss of two, actually, on that last play. Second and 12, 1.15 to go. Caudell in the pistol. He's going to take and give to Martin. Martin dancing around, killing some clock. He's going to end up running forward now across the 20. Out to the 22, a gain of four. Third and eight coming up. And now they will use that final timeout. <laughs> so if you're Mount Vernon here, you definitely you just got to get this stop, get your punt block team on the field, and just hope for a miracle. But, I mean, there's just not enough time no. left for all that to happen. Because now Mount Vernon just used their final timeout. They can't stop it again. So Lex will run this ball, and this will take it down to about uh, 20 seconds yeah. left or so before they would have to even attempt a punt. And you might even take the five-yard penalty just to kill all the mm -hmm. time. So there is one minute to go on the dot. Lex has it third and eight at their own 22. I can already tell you what's going to happen on this play. I just don't know how many yards it's going to get. <laughs> it's going to be a run to Martin, but I'm just waiting to see how many yards he gets. If he can get the eight yards, and that's the game right there. Lex up 14. What a game it's been. Caudell, third and eight. Takes the snap, fakes the give. Caudell's oh. going to run it, and oh, he's no. got room. 30, 35, oh, he and smart. he's brought down. I think down, he went down on and purpose. He did. Yeah. And that's going to be a gain of 14, and that'll put the game away for the minute wow. men. They might have to – they'll run one more play, and it should be a kneel down here. And the minute men are going to get out of here with a victory, and they're going to win their second in a row and head to Worcester next week. Victory formation. So Caudell will get up under center here. For the second week in a row, he's going to kneel it down, and the Minutemen are going to get out of here with a win. 31-17, what a game for the Minutemen. They shut out Mount Vernon in the second half. So, both teams out to shake hands, and the Minutemen improved to 2-2 two and two on the year with a great performance tonight on both sides of the ball. 
And wow, next week is going to be an exciting one over at Worcester. Follis Field is in for a good one next Friday night. And of course, we'll be there. A lot of you back home at Lex listening tonight. Glad to have you along tonight for an exciting win. Lex wins it 31 to 17. We're just going to take a quick 30 second timeout. We'll come back with final stats and scores. What a good one tonight for the Minutemen. 31-17 winners on fearthevillage.com. Need to get the power flowing in your home or business? BP Electric can do it all. Using only the best qualified electricians in Ohio, BP Electric can take care of a full range of services, including light fixtures, EV chargers, outlets and switches, whole home surge protectors, and so much more. Headquartered in Lexington, BP Electric is a local company with resources to serve the entire state. For all of your electrical needs, check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. Back here on the BP Electric postgame show, brought to you by BP Electric. Check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. The Minutemen get another win, 31-17, and they do it down here at Mount Vernon. So they will be 2-2 two and two heading into Worcester next week, and Worcester a winner tonight. We'll get to that in just a minute. Couple of two and two teams going head to head next week. Should be an exciting one. Corey Durbin back here with you, and we'll go through final stats super fast. Uh, tonight for the Minutemen, team stats passing the ball. The Minutemen were five for 11, 75 yards through the air. Rushing the ball, though, is where the Minutemen kind of made their money tonight. 41 carries for the Minutemen tonight, 287 yards on the ground. They averaged seven yards a carry, and they got three touchdowns. On the ground tonight. Couple of sacks for the Minutemen tonight, and a Keegan West interception put the game away. The sacks tonight, Joey Caudell and Braden Fogle got in there. Uh, extra points tonight. Uh, Will Perkins, four for four for the Minutemen. He also added a 29 yard field goal there towards the end of the game, and he was one for one on field goals. Minutemen had 113 kick return yards. On just two kick returns, both by Seven Allen. One was a 95-yard touchdown return that really turned the tide. I mean, Mount Vernon had just gone up 17-7. They kicked it off. Seven Allen takes it back at 17-14, and the Minutemen uh, were able to come out of the second half and just dominate the second half. I mean, again, they shut out Mount Vernon in the second half, and they beat Mount Vernon in the second half 17 to nothing. So... Uh, really a great second half for the Minutemen all around. For the Yellow Jackets, 6 for 18 passing the ball tonight, 82 yards. They ran it 38 times for 218 yards. Both of their touchdowns were on the ground. And Johnny Askew had just such a great night tonight for the Yellow Jackets. Uh, Mount Vernon only racked up one sack tonight. So a great job by the uh, Lexington offense to protect Joey Caudell, give him time to make decisions. And there were a few times Caudell dropped back to pass and was able to uh, have time to think and see some space and scramble out of there. So a great job by the offensive line for Lexington. Gabe Montoya uh, kicked a 39-yard field goal for the Yellow Jackets. Uh, he was one for one on field goals, two for two on extra points. That'll do it for your stats tonight. Uh, Lexington. Now with that win, will be one of just a few teams in the OCC to start 1-0 this year as 
Uh, we'll get to some final scores here real quick. And we'll start in the OCC. New Philly shuts out Ashland 28 to nothing tonight. It was Worcester with a not as big of a win over Madison as you'd think, 27-14. I mean, Lexington can go into next week. I think, you know, if there was a line set, I think Lexington might be the favorite even on the road next week. It, it would be close, maybe a toss-up. But Worcester, even though they're 2-2, two two, they're kind of struggling. Lexington definitely has all the momentum heading into next week. Worcester, though, did beat Madison tonight, 27-14. And it was a final at Arlen Field just a few moments ago. Senior High beats West Holmes 38-28. Over in the Moac, Marion Pleasant over Highland right now, 34-17. Ontario dominated River Valley tonight, 49-21. Shelby all over Marion Harding, 38-14. And Galleon just dominates Clear Fork tonight, 35-3. Galleon, a very good team this year. Down in the Northern 10, it's a close one at Upper Sandusky. Seneca East leads 40-38. Uh, Colonel Crawford all over. Bucyrus 50-6. Mohawk is beating up on Buckeye Central right now, 49-15. And a final score, Carey beats Winford 34-0. Over in the Firelands, it was Monroeville 46, Crestview 34. St. Paul leading Mapleton 27-14. Western Reserve all over Plymouth, 47-14, and Vermilion shuts out South Central, 55 to nothing. Down in the K-Mac, Loudonville with a slim lead over Mount Gilead, 27-20. Northmore beats up on Cardington, 44-6. East Knox all over Centerburg, 35-7. And Danville shuts out Fredericktown, 40 to nothing. Couple other scores, Lucas over Warrensville Heights, 48-14. Ridgedale shutting out Crestline right now, 32 to nothing. Willard over Woodmore, 35 to 30. Bellevue shuts out Norwalk, 26 to nothing. Norwayne all over Hillsdale, 49 to 14. It was Fairless over Triway, 31 to 24. And Elgin beats Ridgemont, 53 to 26. Well, it was a good one tonight here at. Energy Field inside of Yellow Jacket Stadium. The Minutemen get their second win in a row. And they do it in dominant fashion in the second half. They shut out Mount Vernon in the second half. They win tonight 31-17. They've got a lot of things to be proud of heading into Worcester next week. And I'm telling you what, if you can't be at Worcester next week, please be with us. We will... Uh, bring you all the action in the most exciting way we know how. It's going to be a good one over there, I think, at Follis Field next week. And we can't wait uh, to have you join us for that one. It's just going to be, man, I just can't remember going into Worcester on a high like this with two wins in a row and Worcester down a little bit. Lexington beat them last year at home in thrilling fashion. It's going to be a great rematch over there next week. So please join us then. Thank you to Kayla Durbin down on the sideline getting you all of the exclusive stuff you can check out on social media right now. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff at VSBN Radio. Thank you to my broadcast partner, Derek Lazier, tonight. And uh, I'm Corey Durbin saying one final time, thank you for joining us tonight. Lexington, a winner tonight here at Yellow Jacket Stadium. 31 to 17, we will see you next week for what is set up to be a great one at Follis Field in Worcester. And until then, have a great weekend, everybody.